Welcome to the Guys Who Like Movies podcast. I'm your host, Warren. We have here Buck and Aaron. Today on the Guys Who Like Movies podcast, we're going to explore the films of Fred Decker, which will be a double feature of The Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps. But before we get started, uh, I just want to talk about something that happened last week um, <laughs> before, after we, we recorded our episode. Um, so basically... <laughs> What happened was, um, I guess a, a fire alarm went off uh, in the uh, the area, and uh, we were we were trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, a gentleman, uh, an older gentleman, was uh, oh. banging on doors, <laughs> saying, <laughs> "It was like <laughs> felt like a war movie, man. <laughs> like, dude was just running down the hallways, He's banging like, banging on doors, telling everybody, get out, get out, bang on everybody's door, make sure you get out. It's a fire, it's a fire, and everybody's panicking. Like, get out, get out now, <laughs> screaming, like like crying. <laughs> Buck is like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but this is what happened. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Like we're banging on the doors. We're heading to the exit. This woman with the baby shoves us out of the way. She's uh, crying. Crying. <laughs> Pants are falling down. <laughs> Hysterical. And, and we go and we go to the <laughs> stairs and then we're like, wait a minute. Where's Buck? Oh my God. And there's there's like a seven second window where I'm like, dude, do we just leave Buck to yeah, die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there we, was a couple times for me because I, I ran out the building and didn't see both of y'all. And I was like, I was across the street. And I looked, I was like, oh, damn, I left them both. <laughs> yeah, so I was just walking calmly, you know, and uh, <laughs> I know what was going on, right? So I walked to the elevator. And the, I mean, and the uh, uh, little Asian kid who knocked, who knocked on everyone's yes. door, the teenager, yeah. like, don't go in the elevator, there's a fire. Go down the stairs. <laughs> Why did you do that was the going in the elevator during a fire. fire alarm going yeah. off. It's I didn't know where the crazy. stairs were, so then that, that's why I didn't follow you guys. I was like walking, calling you guys were kind of in a hurry. I had no idea where the stairs I, were. So the, the Asian teenager, whoever uh, it was, the, uh-huh. uh, the one yes. that was living here, yes. somewhere the stairs. I went down the stairs. You guys were yes. hanging in there halfway. <laughs> where were you? But it was but, it was weird because the way the guy started, because we heard the alarm first, but the way the guy in the hallway was going off, I thought a bomb, I thought like something was about to blow up. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even like, oh, it's a fire. It's like, oh, it's, something's about to hit oh, like a main gas. Because yeah. when I heard that sound, yeah. it sounded like a, it didn't sound like an alarm. It's not like an echo or something just well, being I mean, louder that is, and louder. That is a classic fire alarm, but you hear that so much, and you're like, it's a false alarm. And then alarm. once you know, you, we didn't take it that yeah, seriously. Once until Aaron went when, to the door and yeah. opened it, then it sounded like a fire alarm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, but yeah, but having a guy stuff. going, there is a fire. There is a fire. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Yeah. So we're on like the first floor, and what was it like third or fourth floor? There was like. Yeah, fire broke out. It was a third floor. Didn't yeah. some guy have his barbecue on? Like, no, so his? so apparently uh-huh. from one of our friends and neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a <laughs> there was a uh, some woman who had left the apartment, but there was like a whole bunch of drunk people in there. Oh, and she had something cooking. Okay, so it was a, it was a kitchen fire. Oh, everybody thought it was on the patio uh-huh. from the stores that yeah, we yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. but it was not on the patio. It was, it was, on the patio. It, it was, it was actually kitchen. inside. Yeah, but yeah. apparently it. It, it might have been a, a cool amount of damage. Okay. And wow, they weren't even freaking out up there though. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why when that's why when I talked oh to God. to the neighbor, yeah. he was like, "Nah." He was like, "He even went upstairs." Oh my goodness. To the floor, walked over to the building, like, mm. and he was like, "I think they're about to get kicked out because they got dogs in here, and we're not supposed <laughs> to have dogs." And you guys had a fire, and they're gonna see all this stuff. Like, oh my it, it was it was it was crazy, but. 
my my favorite part of that was that Buck was so calm <laughs> in danger. And well, I don't like, I don't know of. <laughs> A little too calm. It was it was like nerve wracking because I was shook up. Yeah, it. well, I'm like, we gotta go. I'm like, dude, did I leave Buck to die? And he's like, come on, guys. Like, what? Like in his head, he was just like, yeah, guys. So um, we back downstairs. Like, yeah. So uh, what's gonna happen next week? <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was exciting. And it basically just happened right after we got done with the review. You right. Know? Yeah. After, like, right. So we're Thank talking about minutes. Yeah, we're talking about movies and directors and stuff. So we're talking about movies and this like, yeah, uh, like a movie scene from a yeah. movie like fire, fire, cinematic. Yes. So you know, completely. <laughs> so <laughs> this this is actually. Was like then it's like a, what a scene out of skyscraper roll the the building starting yes. you know, floor by floor. Yes, yes, and I've seen San Andreas, so I know Dwayne Johnson ain't gonna help us. So. No, at all. <laughs> the one the one leg of Dwayne Rock, you know. <laughs> yes, he's gonna uh, climb to the, uh, <laughs> you know, from one balcony to the other and jump over, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know my cousin's in this building. Got to save him. Oh man. No, uh, totally. A lot going so, yeah, that, that was, was week one. So that was the first week. So maybe it's a good thing. We'll see what happens this week. You know, but um, all right. So this week we're covering Fred Decker. We're covering the Monster Squad. Um, yeah. This is a movie. It was helped written by Shane Black. It was one of the original. I think it was right before he did Lethal Weapon. You know, I, I know Fred Decker did a lot of stuff that way, horror wise. And this is this is the big one like this to me. It's right there to, for me. It's right there with the Goonies, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people don't know it as well. They, like it's very much well, compared. Yeah, even it's, well, that was funny. Was the mom from the Goonies is in this movie? Yeah, yeah. same. And same. I didn't realize that by because I realized her from the uh, like being the therapist slash psychologist from the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh-huh. You know, because she's always talking to Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she was in the Goonies. You know. Yeah. I never heard. Of, I never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. And you recommend it to me. I'm like, let me mm-hmm. watch it, you know? Well, it was, yeah. it was one of those things, you know, after you watched the, what was it, the Jim Jarmusch zombie film? I'm like, no, we got we to gotta get Buck on the right track <laughs> here, man. We can't, we can't keep yeah, doing mean, this. I mean, it's, it's, it's a movie that I like. Yeah. I watched it. I was like, man, I fell in love with this movie. I had no idea about this movie. Yeah, I never Monster heard of Squad. it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I watched a lot of 80s movies. And I'm like, man, this is one I've never seen. I was like, man, yeah. how can no one tell me about this until now? I was like, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. you. And so, yeah, I had a... You had some uh, some action. You had um, some really funny comedy, like '80s mm-hmm. comedy, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these one-line quotes and stuff mm-hmm. going on, and um, mm-hmm. it's like these kids are trying to, you know, save their town, you know, yeah. and like save the day, right? Well, there's and there's they, a yeah, hundred-year-old curse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they trying to, you know, and then it becomes you realize it's bigger, you know, like save the world kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah. So there there is like a hundred-year-old curse, mm-hmm. I believe, with with Dracula and Van Helsing, and they're they're trying to they've been fighting this thing out. It's the way Dracula like takes over the world, right? And for him to take over the world, he needs the amulet. And I guess what Van Helsing had to do is he had to summon them into limbo, right? And just the way things go, they they go horribly <coughs> wrong. Like in the opening credits, they say they failed. Yeah, they blew it. <laughs> so and it's one of those things where it's the way of the positioning of the sun in every hundred years. So we we go from I think it was like 1885 to like 1985. Mm-hmm. And so we go to what's technically the present day, and Dracula's trying to like resummon his end of the world apocalypse scenario, right? With the the amulet, which luckily, you know, he's dealing with all this whole situation where he's dealing with Sean and the the, the four other kids who make up the Monster Squad, right? Right. So yeah. it's it's kind of a, a good opportunity of like the perfect villain meets the perfect hero in a way. What I thought was kind of funny mm-hmm. was uh, um, 
you know, when Dracula finally finds an amulet, mm-hmm. he's like, with a werewolf, right? Or Wolfman, he says, mm-hmm. no one can stop us now, right? And it cuts mm-hmm. to the Sean in bed, you know, waking up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like kind of foretelling, like, Sean's going to be the one to stop him. Yeah. You know? No yeah. one can stop us now. Yeah. yeah I, I like the writing in this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, me, this being the first time me watching this too, as mm-hmm. well, um, it left me wondering what was going on at the beginning. Yeah. And then when you see what happens at the end, it's like, oh, that was like big foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I like the foreshadowing in the beginning. It, was, it it lets you know, like, because then you start thinking, well, why did why was this girl in the beginning trying to say this spell? What, mm-hmm. what was the requirement for her to be that? Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah, so, one of the requirements for you to be a virgin. Yeah, a virgin, but you find out later on in the film. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so this movie, you know, you have uh, cast of movies, kid characters, kind of like mm-hmm. Goonies, right? Yes. So you have, like, the leader of this uh, monster club, Sean. He has his friends, Patrick, and mm-hmm. Fat Kid, which is Horace. Mm-hmm. And then they try to recruit this um, junior high kid, or actually um, Fat Kid does. Yes. That's kind of like, uh, and his name is Rudy, and Rudy kind of saves Fat Kid in the playground, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and the bully in that was uh, the brother. EJ, yeah. that's character who was from The Wonder Years. Yeah, The, yeah, Wonder yeah, the older yeah, brother, yeah. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, they have, like, this monster club, you know? And they realize, Sean realizes later on that, hey, Dracula's here, you know? And... You know, Wolfman's here, and mm-hmm. no one's gonna no one's gonna stop these monsters except for us. You know, which is yeah, the, the perfect club. the perfect yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yes. Squad. So they did the monster test on the on the uh, Rudy. On Rudy, on Rudy, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if he actually <laughs> passed the test. He was kind of in there, just of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he was knowledgeable on what needed to be done to kill a werewolf. Yeah, but he was in there trying to peek yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, trying to <laughs> yes, going to the treehouse to be a peeping tom essentially. And that treehouse was so dope. Yes, all of the posters in there. Yeah, they got like horror movie posters oh and everything. God. Yeah, they paid so much homage to yes. all of those horror movies in the past. It was super dope, and then uh, it jumps into the uh, Dracula plane uh, attack. Uh, accident that happened yes um he ends up kind of scaring the guy he uh, scares the airline pilot into like uh uh uh, dropping his uh cargo out to some of the other pilots were really funny in that scene you know so like one of them (laughs) says you know do they get air sick do they complain do they ask you for little almond things you know the next you know you hear like the creaking of like the (laughs) crate opening (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh and so the other pilot says, oh, I'll go, you know, I'm going to check it out, right? And the mm-hmm. other pilot says, I'm going to stay here and make, make spooky sounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> and next, yeah. you know, he runs into Dracula. And it really happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, um, and then that's when Dracula turns yeah, then like bat and goes, you know, he drops Yeah, the pilot out. says, I thought they were dead. Yeah. Guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And then uh, um, also, I don't know who, who, what the black cop name is in this movie. But he played um, he played in Har- Harlem Nights. I don't know if you guys watch Harlem really? Nights. Really? Uh, yeah. Murphy so movie. his yeah. name was like Detective Saper. They didn't give him like a first name, but that was like his last name. Okay. Yeah. Because he was like Sean's dad's partner. Right. 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 Which uh, th- I found that interesting that he had that much work in the eighties because that's the uh-huh. only thing I ever seen him in oh, was Harlem Nights. Nice. And then okay. when I looked up other things, I'm like, oh, he he his time was then. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was really funny in Harlem Nights. I mean, like when I first started watching this movie, like <clears throat> you know what's gonna be good, right? Because uh. uh they kind of pan to the elementary school, and you see like Patrick and uh, and Sean in like detention, or, or like mm-hmm. or in front of the principal, right? Yes. yes. So like the principal in uh, principal asking about these drawings, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, and Sean goes, "This is our um, for our, our clubhouse, you know, like monster club, you know, we draw pictures mm-hmm. and everything." 
And so the principal was trying to tell him, you know, science is cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I dig it, man. Because like he's trying to relate to these kids, you know. Yeah. Like, it does he says very to the corny, kids, like, you know, I, 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 growing up, I, you know, like I used to be a kid, you know, I love monsters too, but you know, science is cool. <laughs> yeah. He was trying oh, to d- he downplay it. But after seeing that part, he's like, you know, this is gonna be comedy. This is gonna be funny. It's gonna be <laughs> yes. like something that you wanna wanna watch again. You know, it's right. hilarious. Right. And then like. Also, like the, the language, you know, like because Sean, after meeting the principal, yeah. he says, "Man, he is homing, homo, uh, homoing out," you know. Yeah, I was just like, I'm well, like yeah, it's, it's one of those weird like uh, it's things w- of the '80s. You're like, wow. Because yeah. like his his friend Patrick is also like meeting with the principal. Like he get his t- he gets his shoulders rubbed on by the principal and stuff, and yeah. he got really freaked out, and it was kind of funny, you know. Yeah, yeah that was, was. And then he talks <laughs> about like the the the. the the teacher where they were making fun of, they called him cat, like, with the a, cat lady, uh, yeah. cat lady, the cat yeah. head, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, they bump into it right when he was talking mm, about right the homo yeah. so I really wanted him to finish that sentence, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like, uh, I think it was Sean who says, when they're talking about the cat lady, you know, some guy kisses her at night, she's married. A priest <laughs> said, I pronounced you man and wife and it was okay with them. <laughs> Cause they, you know, they thought she was a pretty, you know, like yes. uh, ugly person yes. with an yes. odd shaped head. Yes. I mean that kind of writing, you well, know, you can tell like this in the beginning, you can tell with this yes. kind of writing, it's going to be really yeah. funny. Yes. Yes. And you're just waiting for what these other characters are going to say. Mm-hmm. And it was just hilarious. Totally, totally, well, it totally sets up the tone cause there's yeah. monsters but it's also like like in the real life yeah, scenario. Yeah, and then like you have like things. EJ, you know the the, mm-hmm. the older brother of Wonders, he sees Fat Kid and he says, um, he says "What makes Fat Kid fat, right?" Yeah. And then his his <laughs> friend goes ahead and says, "I'm on the street where Fat Head or Fat Kid is blocking traffic." I'm like, man, whoever's, <laughs> whoever's coming up with this is pretty funny. And like, yes. and it's Shane Black. Like, yes. Oh, man. And they just say a lot of crazy stuff. And but yeah, it's. But it feels real. Like, it yeah. feels like something you could, like, I live in this kind of reality. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, when you're daydreaming about whatever, but it's also in your real life, that's the tone of the movie. Right. And then later work. on, uh, you, you, they, uh, um, Sean and, like, his sister Phoebe, like, follows him around, right, once mm-hmm. in part of this club. Yeah. And then comes Patrick and Fat Kid. They, they uh-huh. like, go back to this scary German guy's house. Yeah. And, um, <coughs> of course, he's going to be in the movie later on. Mm-hmm. And so... You hear Phoebe say, um, like, uh, we're not at war with Germany. You know, we're at war with Vietnam. You know, it's in Rambo. <laughs> yes. Like, what five-year-old kids watching Rambo? You know what I'm saying? Especially the girl. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, man, oh, man, this is, like, great yeah. material here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it's, it shows you how, because it, 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 we got really PC over time. Yes. Because this is a child movie. Yes. They would say. Yes. But it's so much, like, yes. questionable things yes. in this movie that it's like, what I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, would this pass now? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it I don't, would. Yeah, they would have to. Oh, they uh, would like pass, I think, but they would have to rate it higher. Like, I think the Virgin thing might be cut out. Here's the thing: Stranger Things is trying to like emulate this. Yeah. But it's a vibe. They they can't really. They they just we're, think they say the f word enough or whatever. Yeah, no, but that's gotta, not what this we're gonna is. Get to, well, at the end, we're gonna. They kind of tone down the language. Comparison on that because I do have a lot to say about <laughs> okay. how their Stranger Things is missing the mark after watching this. Okay. But, okay. Um, so then there's another uh, tone switch where the mummy, uh, he uh, comes up missing in the front of the museum. Yeah. Uh, which uh, that introduces uh, the main cop, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. So basically Sean's dad, Mel, and mm-hmm. then his partner that you were talking about from Harlem Nights. Right. And so what's funny was they go in and they, they grill this, you know, this old security guard. It's like one of those guys where, you know, he's 
he's probably already at, on his pension, right, from the police force, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, falling asleep on the job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. They ask him, you know, like, did you take, did you take the mummy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, 2,000-year-old dead guys don't just, you know, get up and walk <laughs> away themselves, you know? He's walking yeah. away, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, they, they grill him, you know? And uh, so that kind of introduces, you know, the, the father. Right. And um, you kind of later, then you see kind of like the, like the bond between father and son. Yeah, I would say that. The tension between the husband, the husband and wife. And wife it was yeah. so weird. like marriage dynamic. counseling. Yeah. 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 But I liked it. I liked how close he was with his son. And I could, I can understand the woman's frustration because he yes. worked so much. Yeah. But I mean, he was, he was, it was like, but he still was just doing his job. Like, yeah. But really, really plus really when you get it. home, you can't really turn the switch off, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you got to kind of decompress gotta, and stuff. Yeah. Especially and, uh, the stuff yeah. he was saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and plus, he also had to, you know, he had to uh, leave the because they're supposed to go to marriage counseling, right? Mm-hmm. At night, and so he had to leave to go to the precinct because the uh, the guy who said he was a werewolf was okay, shot. Yeah, you know? the werewolf. And yeah. so that didn't make her any happier, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. But it's kind of cool how it all sort of related yeah. together, and, and, like the bond between father and son, because mm-hmm. you know how Sean wanted to see the. Uh, mm-hmm. Groundhog Day Part 12, right? Yeah. And this is before cause Groundhog Day came out with Bill Murray and stuff. Right. So it's like and the horror so, movie. Yeah, Groundhog and so we, Day. basically mm-hmm. Sean's asking his dad for money, the cop. And mm-hmm. he says, mm-hmm. uh, what's the plot, you know, for Part 12? You know, he says, it's a, <laughs> you know, he says, it's a guy with an axe, you know? Because, like, they're kind of making fun of like, yeah. Friday the 13th because yeah. he's always coming back from yeah. the grave, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. that's That was very common. And then, like, dad was saying, didn't he die in, like, Part 11? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the dad's telling his son, you know, Sean, you know, he's – they all returned from the grave. You know, if they blew him up and put his head in a blender and mailed them, uh, mailed the rest of the pieces to hell, he would still return from the grave. And then, like, the son Sean says, you know, that was the plot for part seven. <laughs> I mean, they're just, like, making fun of yes, Friday the 13th. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he dies, you know, totally. the blender, you know, in the grave. And that's totally. hilarious. Super, super dope. But I really love that scene where they're on the uh, the roof of the house and yeah. they're watching it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's dope. Like, he, d- you could see him like finally like loosening up. Yeah, like, yeah. Dad yes. is like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, like, I am interested in the things that you like too. Like, yes. don't get this twisted. I'm not. Yeah. Because like, yes. he brings in the burger. They share the binoculars. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. watch because it was an outdoor projection screen, yeah. right? With this yeah. huge screen it for was, the movie. It was yeah. a. It was Groundhog Day was Part Twelve. Yeah, driving back, movie. Back back in the day, driving movies. Man, miss those. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then it goes to then you kind of like, man. Yeah, you kind of cut to like Dracula and like how you you see him trying to get Frankenstein's you know uh, um, we call it crate or mm-hmm. coffin out of the mm-hmm. water. Yeah. You see this you know the swamp thing and mm-hmm. you see uh, him trying to awaken Frankenstein yes. like these electrodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was connected <coughs> with to the, like with his, the lightning rod uh, mm-hmm. staff or something. Yeah, and then like once all these creatures are like kind of together. You see them on top of the hill overlooking the city, mm-hmm. and then you see like the the, uh, the you see you hear the thunder, you see the lightning. Yeah, you realize that this is gonna be like epic. Like this is like, yes. it's like an epic shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I like the I like the characters they pick mm-hmm. <laughs> to be the, the bad guys. Yes. And then like at that moment, like Phoebe's telling your mom while she's like going to sleep, you know, Sean scared me, you know. He yeah. said that uh, you know uh, when lightning strikes, monsters come out, you yeah. know. Well, they actually were, you know. They're just mm-hmm. getting ready, to getting assembled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the, the one of the greatest scenes from that re- that moment was where he goes, "Are you gonna yell at him?" And she's like, "Phoebe, I love your father very much." Yeah, she's like, what yeah. Are you, <laughs> "No, I was talking about Sean." And you're like, "But you it's such a she's but it's such an amazing character moment." Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I like that one. I like that one. Or how about the scene where like little Eugene, who's like a little you know, a little yeah. kid part who's part of the monster yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, monster club or monster squad. Yeah. You know, like with the mummy in the with closet. The in you want to talk about that one? Yeah. 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 So the mummy. Well, <laughs> so, guys, you're probably better at telling this story about this. Well, 
I, I mean, okay, so there's there's a scene where Eugene goes up to his father and he goes, yeah, there's a, a monster in my closet. Mm-hmm. And the father's <laughs> totally mad, like, you know, normal dads are like, oh, all right. And he's like, oh, okay, like pretending where all these like imaginary monsters are. Oh, okay, get out of here, monsters. Yeah, and then monsters, he, own yeah. you. Out of this room right <laughs> yes. now. Out, out. Yes. You on the bed. Get out right now. <laughs> and, right. Then he, and then he opens up the closet without looking in the closet. He yeah. goes, ooh, scary <laughs> monster. And there's this mummy <laughs> right there and the kid's looking at it. It's like closing his eyes, though. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah. Like Eugene just has his eyes. And then like the dad's <laughs> telling like the kid, you know, um, you can't sleep with your mother and I, you know. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Act, you keep acting like this. We won't give you your, your, your monster comments. <laughs> yeah, monster yeah, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is, you know, <laughs> being a parent, I'll tell you. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's common. <laughs> like, okay, you're scared again. Oh, my God. Because that scene was in a trailer, and yeah, so that kind of, yeah. like, kind of made me want to watch the movie. Yeah. funny and stuff. Yeah, because it's such a thing that does happen. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> so, <laughs> seeing it happen, really. So, like, I remember seeing this for the second time. Uh-huh. You know, when we watch the movie, you kind of forget, you kind of lose sight of some of the details and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't realize that, um, like, right before this mummy part, you know, in the closet, mm-hmm. that you see that um, on the, um, I think it was in the kitchen, you know how some people have, like, notes written down, like, the parents have it for the kids, you know, for the morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. You realize that um, Dracula called. Yeah. And it was, uh, and the name was Dracula spelled backwards. Mm. And so then Sean kind of realizes mm. that night, Sean reali- writes it down and realizes. Because he was trying to get Van Helsing's diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're that correct. That they got in and, the and possession. Then, that, then with hearing the dad talk about some guy said it was a werewolf in the freezing, he kind of puts two to two together. Like, yeah. there's a werewolf because the, the body actually, you know, was with a corner. Yeah. And so he escapes out of the, the corner's van and kills a corner. So he kind of realizes the vampire is loose. Dracula is around, like, oh crap, this is real. You know, with mm-hmm. Van Heist, Van Helsing's diary. And then he kind of realizes that. He has to get someone to read this diary because mm-hmm. it's all in German. Like, who knows mm-hmm. German? You know, back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. So, so, and just question. So, yeah. the, were, uh, the werewolf, mm-hmm. uh, Wolfman, he was a, uh, he was like transferable kind of thing. Like, he would jump from body to body. Kind I of thing. think he was just one guy that was just stuck, constantly going back and forth to being a werewolf. I think that's what was it, it was. Okay, okay. They so kept I'm shooting him and killing him, but he yeah. kept turning back into a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. you know, like silver bullets kill a werewolf. But yeah. The thing that kind of I wanted to see was. How who transformed into werewolf? How did he transform into werewolf? Like you know, was it Dracula? Did he do something to him? That's what I was wondering. Put him under a spell, put him into a werewolf. You know. I mean, I'm assuming they found like an, another werewolf carrier or yeah. something, or did you know something. Saying, yeah, right? yeah, I get you. I get and you. And like, what did you? Do? And like with the uh, swamp thing, what what would you call that creature? Well, they call him Gillman. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. in the like. Yeah. What did uh, Dracula have like uh, uh, like power and he summoned all these creatures like some kind of calling? It or could something? be. It could be. I mean, you know, like the mummy starts coming. You yeah, know, like he just wakens out of like a um, exhibit, right? A yeah, exhibit. He just yeah. wakens up out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like Dracula possessed some type of powers to yeah. kind of mm-hmm. rise, rise people. Because you kind of see him <clears throat> with that werewolf staff at the end, like the silver, mm-hmm. kind of controlling the werewolf for the Wolfman. Right. Yeah. And Definitely. Dracula shows a lot of his power in this movie, so then, it, it, yeah. it, he might have just been that powerful. That then you kind of, then you come to like the kind of beginning, beginning, middle of the movie where he's kind of, you see the German guy, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, uh, uh, and so like he welcomes him to their into their house, and yeah. he's like holding this big knife, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's like he look it, uh, directing with the angle mm-hmm. looks kind of crazy, like he's gonna mm-hmm. do some, you know, do some crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. he's gonna stab someone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you like he's he says some crazy like, boys, time's almost up. <laughs> it's your last chance. <laughs> and then he says a pie at the end, right? Yeah. And he's holding this big knife like uh like uh, um um uh, what's Myers. that Michael Myers from Halloween? Yeah. You're like, oh crap, this guy's gonna kill the kids. <laughs> it's like no, he just wants to give him some but pie. But like even before they come even before they come into the yeah. uh, the house, they're like 
Patrick is outside. Is like, what's yeah. German for? Uh, please don't murder us. You know. And he's like, Stein from Muslims. Okay. Yeah. So and so the German guy says yes. something like, Vigor sie uns nicht. Yeah. And then they turn around like, oh crap, the German guy's speaking German. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the fat kid, you know, even yes. before me and the German guy, it's like three yeah. words, guys. This is uh, uh, A, he's scary about the German guy. B, he's German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, oh, uh, he helps them uh, to be read some yeah. of the pas- mm-hmm. passages from the diary. Yeah, so he mm-hmm. kind of dissects and, and mm-hmm. uh, reads it to kind of tell them, you know, what this what all this was meaning in, the, mm-hmm. in, um, in German. And revealing it, it was almost a year to, the, I mean, a hundred years to, to the Yeah, day. it was like the next yeah. night. And it was hundred yeah, years. Next year, yeah, the next night. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, the kids kind of warm up to him, you know, like fat kid is eating all the mm-hmm. pie, right? Mm-hmm. Who wants, who wants <laughs> seconds? Fat kid, of course, wants seconds, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this guy's bitching, you know? This German guy's bitching. And then Patrick, he's into airplanes, right? And yeah. he sees like little B-17 yeah. bomber uh, like model and he's like, he's rad, you know? So they're yeah. all kind of warming up to the guy yeah. and starting to like him, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they, you know, then they, while he's leaving, he's like, uh, uh, the kids are asking him, you know, you know a lot about monsters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then it says, um, Come to think about it. Yeah, come to think about it, I do. And then you see, like, the tattoo on yeah, his, yeah. his, his uh, wrist. You know, you mm-hmm. tell, like, he was... You know, Holocaust yeah, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, see, I seen that on his arm, but I didn't put two and two together. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, okay. that's what it was. So it, it was a very interesting yeah. thing about... Yeah, that was. That was yeah, yeah, there's that was a little, a lot of, a little, there, it, yeah, there's a lot of nuances. I think because it's knowing German, mm-hmm. of course. That yeah, makes that's a whole bunch of sense yeah, that yeah. Uh, it's very yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of cut to Sean trying to figure out who's a virgin, right? So we asked Rudy, the older mm-hmm. junior high kid, because yeah. he might know some virgins, right? <laughs> just so like, right when he asked Rudy, <laughs> do you know any virgins? <laughs> He's like drinking Pepsi, right? Just spits <laughs> out right there, right there. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And like you introduced to Frankenstein, because mm. he was told by Dracula to find the diary. Because mm-hmm. Frankenstein's one of the only guys that can go in the daylight. Mm-hmm. You know, the vampire with yeah. Dracula can't go. That's out. true. That's very During true. The day, you go down at night. About that. Mm-hmm. Well, the wolf, right? He's well, he's not inconspicuous, right? Yeah. And he plus at night he turns into a, a, a werewolf, so you uh-huh. can't really have him. So yeah. basically, you have Frankenstein. The mummy can't really do anything, right? The yeah. swamp thing can't really get yeah. it. So then Phoebe kind of finds Frank or Frank finds Phoebe and yeah. she introduces them but to the group. that whole yeah. scene, like, have you seen the original Frankenstein? No. Okay, there's a scene in the original Frankenstein where a girl is, like, throwing flowers in the water and Frankenstein throws her in the water and she, dr- <laughs> and she drowns. Oh, man. <laughs> That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. So... <laughs> That was kind of like an homage, but if you're a kid, you don't know that. Right, right, right. right. So it could it could have been, but knowing that, you're like ah, but I don't know. It was, it's from a simpler time. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> I love this dynamic between uh, Frankenstein actually starting to like the kids. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. got like a like yeah. a tight bond with Phoebe, you know, yeah. Phoebe, yeah. and then Phoebe back with her. Yeah, that yeah. was that was cool to have one of the monsters yeah. kind of. And like, kind of blend to their side and see. And like, yeah. he could he could actually feel mm. what's good and evil. Yeah. And he's like, I, this energy over here yeah. is kind of what yeah. I'm. Yeah. But I think it. that scene where he looks at the mask and he goes scary yeah, and yeah. he like realizes, 
like what they think he is mm-hmm. and he, what he doesn't want to be. Right, right, right. That's a, that's a very every, uh, there's a lot of deep stuff in this film. Yeah, that was a good one. That was yeah, good. like like the first true monster test is when mm-hmm. they come upon Frankenstein, you mm-hmm. know, and they see him like mm-hmm. they all start running for the hills, right? They yeah. go hide behind a trash can. Yeah. A fat kid hides in the trash can. Yeah. everyone's hiding and stuff, and the Phoebe's <laughs> the only one who's not scared, and like she's yeah. not in the club, but well, then she's like cussing, like don't be chicken shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, they had some lines in here. Yeah. Then you kind of find Dracula who finds the amulet, you know, mm-hmm. with the wolfman. And yes. like, I was talking about how they cut to the scene where, like, you know, no one can stop us. And you have mm-hmm. Sean. And then next, you know, you go into that montage, the music montage. Mm-hmm. Kind of suit up for battle. But that is thing. really cool, like, how they prepare for battle. And they're in wood shop building all types mm-hmm. of yeah, crazy that's, stuff. Yeah, that's Rudy. He's, like, building the, you know, the, the, the wooden stakes, right? Right. And you have, like, Sean steal his mother's silverware. To, and yeah. And Sean's, like, making... Silver bullets. Well, he's making bullets. Because you know? this is before Home Alone. This is before any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Because <laughs> this was uh, 1987. I believe Home Alone was like 1989, 1989, He's like, uh, you know, he's like best friends with him, you know, like yeah. they're best friends with him. They're not scared of monsters mm-hmm. anymore. They're yeah, they kind of they, they don't think of him as a monster now. They think of him as like a friend, yeah, you know, like helping to do battle. Kind mm-hmm. of. Oh yeah, he was definitely humanized. The juxtaposition of that, yeah, that was that was really well done. Yeah. And then next, you know, they because they, they they're walking because mm-hmm. they want to go to the uh, the mansion. The mansion, you know, yeah. there, there was, I thought was funny was. The address is six six six. I'm like, oh yeah, you know something bad's gonna happen there when it's six 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 is the yeah. address. Yeah, and it was dope for it to be a literal haunted house. Uh-huh. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it creepy. It yeah. had like a dungeon underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where like uh, um, Dracula had uh, Frankenstein like caged up in there like an animal. And Wolfman's there and the <laughs> kick him in the nards. Oh yeah, when yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. up to the yeah. mansion, <laughs> he doesn't have nards. Kick him in the nards. Kick him in the nards. <laughs> You know, Wolfman's got no. <laughs> that's what Batman's saying, you know? Because you know how they're kind of debating about, you know, mm-hmm. why, you know, he's wearing pants. So you yeah, hide yeah, yeah, that whole scene about him oh, wearing yeah. pants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Wolfman doesn't drive, you know? He doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they took a lot of, like, cliches. Yeah. So, like, they're going against uh, Dracula and I think it was, like, the Three Witches. Mm-hmm. And yes, the, the Bride's right? Dracula. Mm-hmm. And so they get stuck in this pretty much like in the corner mm-hmm. and they're standing next to that statue. Yeah. Like and the they're like, statue. well, there has to be some <laughs> type of Because they make a reference to like the Hardy Boys. Like, haven't you ever seen the Hardy Boys or yeah. read the Hardy Boys? Yeah. There's always a lever or something <laughs> they push it. And they, they fall do through. it and fall through. Which oh, was man. perfect. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was a good scene. Um, and then, um, I guess right before that, you see Frankenstein. He's, you know how he accidentally was in the... Um, the treehouse, he actually takes a picture of, like, Patrick's sister who's, like, yeah. clothes. Yeah. And so, you know, Rudy, you know, gets them developed to, like, yeah. a photo. Yeah. He sees a picture, and, like, Frankenstein takes a picture of him before he's, like, holding the arrow. <laughs> he's like, holding yeah. I try to jump up and down and see, see like, see the half-clothed picture. Yes. <laughs> and, like, Frankenstein thinks this is a game, you know? Yeah, oh, definitely. Man. Or, like, how he's playing dress-up with Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, man. The, there, is, there is a very innocent thing. I don't think they could do it this nowadays because everyone will go to, like, the worst possible whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but there there is an innocence to this movie that's very 
I think that's that's the best part of it, and it's something you can't really capture. Right. And then, like, afterwards, you see, like, Eugene, you know, he, he runs into Mummy, right? Then he runs mm-hmm. into, what was the Swamp Thing's name? The Gilman? Gilman. Yeah, well, that's what and they then call he, like, they, For copyright purposes, yeah, yeah, he's Gilman. called Gilman. Yes. So, like, he runs, and then he <coughs> taps, you know, Sean on the, on the shoulders, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, and he says uh, some lines of, like, Creature stole my Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, during that uh, haunted house scene, there's another scene that's going on at the same time, and that's when they talk to... Oh, oh, Patrick. They Patrick's call it Patrick's sister. sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Patrick's sister. They talked to her about if she was a virgin. Yeah. Like, like they had the awkward conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, she's yeah. like, oh, "You guys are creeps." Like, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I thought that was interesting because it does play a big part. It's foreshadowing for a big part. In the yeah. Movie that happened, uh, that we'll get to later. Well, I thought it was kind of funny. Was you know how they were in the mansion trying to get the amulet, right? And they finally get it. Yeah. And Dracula catches up to him, right? And then you have Fat Kid. Mm-hmm. Takes out a slice of pizza and tinfoil. Like, who's gonna have pizza on him? <laughs> it's like a fat kid's gonna have pizza on him. Yes. So he takes it out. You know, you know the uh, Dracula is grabbing Sean, right? Mm-hmm. So he, the fat kid takes mm-hmm. the pizza out, puts it to his face, and that's burns pretty, him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah he's all bleeding. But was, was, oh, like, yeah, because cool the garlic. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was that was a very that was a very cool scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, man. So then that's when they kind of get away, and then they mm-hmm. and then like the German guy. Uh, uh, so we have Rudy, and you have he Patrick's sister. And then you, I believe it was Eugene or another kid was with him. And mm-hmm. they go ahead and grab the German guy. And he comes in like his uh, uh, military style Jeep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kind of sit. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. kind of like the cavalry. And they go ahead yeah. and pick up the uh, uh, Sean and fat kid. Right. From the, uh, uh, from the mansion. And that's when the mummy intercepts him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also we forgot yeah, to tell about how. <laughs> like yeah. That. We also forgot about uh, uh, Frankenstein. You know how he was. Uh, um, when he first comes in in the front porch. You know you hear the creaking. And the Dracula realizes someone's here. And he. Was it dynamite oh, yeah. or something? Was, yeah, he, he hits the dynamite. It was yeah. like an accident or something. But then, yeah, he hits it, and then it falls on top all of Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 So now the kids, kids are kids are all scared now. Yeah. Like, you know, we're the part of the monster squad. We can't be scared, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Fat kids all scared. Yeah. You know? Why don't we just join the well, that's when they <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when Sean like really, really steps up. Yeah. Because he says basically some army type style shit, where he's like. What, what 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 if he's dead? It was like, well, he died trying to <laughs> defend us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, damn, you already got that in your soul already. He's like, we're the monster squad. <laughs> like, we can't just sit here moping. We gotta it go. It's kind of like a like a zombie land kind of thing. It's like you know, no, no, first shut up, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was definitely like you could see him growing up. Yes. Like, right in front of you. Then they run yes. into the mummy, <laughs> and like I thought it was funny it was a little dog goes ahead and starts unwrapping the mummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you great. have you have Rudy with yeah. his bow and arrow like. Um, you know, wrapped around the arrow, shoots Shoot the tree. Right and next, you know, you see the mummy unraveling. Mummy unravels. That was a yeah, that was an amazing scene. That was dope. I love that. And you hear, and then you hear like another '80s montage, like a little quote. And you, see, you hear Rudy say, "Later, band aid breath." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which. <laughs> the direct, like, this director is good for this. Then he like, yeah. then he cuts to like. Dracula going over to the the kids uh, Sean's house, mm-hmm. blowing up the treehouse. Yeah, hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the truth. That hurt my feelings. That was such a dope. Pl- I was like, oh my god. Because he comes buying that yeah. black hearse. Yeah, yeah. And like before he gets the house, uh, uh, like Sean's dad and, L, and, yeah. and the detective yeah. is like see through. Like the the hearse went right mm-hmm. through their mm-hmm. car. Yeah, yeah. And because the dad was on the way to the uh, yep. Sean's house because yes. he got the call from Werewolf. Mm-hmm. And it kind of spooked the dad out. And right when he gets there, he runs into Dracula. And so yeah. Dracula, you know, he throws the uh, dynamite underneath the, the squad car, and there goes the detective. Yep. Then he killed he killed the the partner. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that's when it, he starts shooting at Dracula, and mm-hmm. it wasn't you know it wasn't going down. He ended up flying off. And he like transforms into the bat and starts flying mm-hmm. off. 
Yeah, that that scene when the, they blew head. Blew and you kind of see yeah. the mother being really frantic and scary. Yeah. And yeah, that scene you see like that's the, when she the mom and dad kind of mm-hmm. coming together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you know how they were kind of apart, kind of yeah. separated, you know, like yeah. with their marriage and stuff. Yes. And that's when the gap kind of starts to close. They yeah. kind of get closer to bonding because they have love for the son because mm-hmm. they know something's up, right? Yeah. Dracula, some guy you can't be killed by regular bullets. Yeah. And it's uh, it's also like her seeing that what he says he's doing is for real. Yeah, it's like, like imagine yeah. being in my shoes. Yeah, like, like some your, your yeah. son talks about monsters. No real monsters, and he sees yeah. Dracula right yeah. there, you know? Yeah. yeah, in a weird way, the family kind of all comes together Yeah, because of this conflict. So yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then... And you kind of cut to where the kids are, are trying to find, a, like, a holy place to kind of hold up with the yeah. amulet. The, yeah, yeah. The, they want to stake out in front of the church. Yeah. It's like, oh, the doors are like, why don't we just have this at Burger King? They want to go to the church in the first place. Patrick is like recommending is because, you know, how uh, monsters hate holy shit or yeah. hate holy, <laughs> holy <laughs> places. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is funny. Oh. So, uh, yeah, they're outside. They're kind of doing like the last stand mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right? Yes, and then the scary German guy yeah. comes in and he so tries to get... Kinda, because in, in the, earlier on, you see Dracula. He's like, it's like feeding time, right? So he has mm-hmm. these girls locked up and turns them into vampires. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you just have three vampires? You know, you're Dracula, mm-hmm. man. Why don't you have like a whole you know, horde of them, right? That take over the world, right? Mm-hmm. So he only has three. So like, you have the three. You have uh, uh, Gillen, right? Or Gilman. Gilman. Yeah. You have uh, werewolf. Uh, werewolf, and then you have of course Dracula, and they're all kind of mm-hmm. swarming onto the kids in the amulet. Yeah. So that's part where you see kind of Rudy step up. Uh huh. You see him with a bow and arrow. And yeah. He's like, I think uh, one of the things was, you know, I'm part of this goddamn club, ain't yeah. I? Yeah. And you kind of see him. He's yeah. kind of man's up, right? Yeah. He gets a bow and arrow. He shoots Shooting one the, of the, uh, the, the witches, the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the vampires right through the chest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm was like a vampire. Kid, I'm like, man, oh, hell yeah. That was yeah. a vampire. I'm sorry. The vampire. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I'm a kid, I'm like, watch him. Like, hell yeah, kill some more, right? <laughs> yes. And then he, another one gets closer. He stabs mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah. With, mm-hmm. the, with the arrow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. And then I realize mm-hmm. what happened to the third vampire? Well, I'm like you. You kind of get engulfed in this action, this mm-hmm. this plot, and like, man, you kind of yeah, realize, kind of realize that that part kind of doesn't matter because you mm-hmm. really want to see what happens later on. Right. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see the dad kind of he comes up to the uh, comes up to the scene, right? He's like starts trying to shoot Dracula down as mm-hmm. a bat, right? And he mm-hmm. comes into this uh, second story. Yeah. And next, you know, comes in the Wolfman, right? Where yeah. like the dad's oh. willing dynamite. Yeah. You know how they said earlier on, there's only one way to care of werewolf. Yeah. And like the second one was. Uh, and like Sean was trying to say, no, there's two ways, right? And so yeah. Sean was trying to say it was he falls out the window onto a car with a bomb, right? <laughs> and so they like it's like foreshadowing, you know? They kind of blew up. The dad blows up the werewolf, yeah. you know, puts the uh, dynamite in, inside the pants and like mm-hmm. throws him, throws him uh, out the window, right? Yeah, he yeah. blows up. Yeah, uh, epic I think fight scene, by the way. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love seeing him blow up. I don't up. think you said that uh, Stan Winston was the monster creator. Yeah, Stan Winston. And that the guy, scene yeah. where like the monster, like the body parts are kind of coming together. Yes. Was just really cool. Like, yeah. S- like the way Stan Winston did that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That's uh-huh. the same guy that was doing the makeup stuff for uh, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, The Terminator, Predator, Aliens, right? Aliens, Predator, Predator. Yeah. Predator. Okay. Uh, a lot, a lot of things like that. Cool. And cool. I feel so, like so yeah. this was like his first. It was one of the one of the big first ones, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. So then you see Patrick's sister, right? She's getting ready to read the um, the scripture, mm-hmm. uh, the ritual in uh, in German, and in then German. she gets done with it, right? Mm-hmm. They're wondering why the limbo wasn't opening up the you know <laughs> tornado <laughs> kind of thing, right? Yeah. 
And then you, and you hear, like, uh, she's telling Patrick, you know, I, uh, or Patrick's asking her, are you a virgin? <laughs> and then she says, well, uh, there's, well, there's she's kind of shaking her head, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, Steve doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean it doesn't <laughs> count? <laughs> like, Patrick's, like, hitting himself in the head. What do you mean it doesn't count? It's like yeah, the most important, yeah. you know, uh, uh, like, most important, you know, like, part right now or time right now is yeah. right now and you're yeah. telling me yeah and we're gonna find someone and, else to and, read this crap and i love that to- i love uh-huh. that tone that they set with that because uh-huh. it was like she was sexualized the whole entire movie she yeah. knew what she was doing she was yeah. getting dressed with yeah. the, the yeah. window open yeah like, every day yeah she knew people was looking at her and yeah. Yeah. that's kind of why when rudy wanted to join the club is the, yeah. the gawk at her you know, yeah look, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah oh my god but taking pictures out the window is <laughs> sick look, right yeah, now yeah he's <laughs> looking at her through the, the camera <laughs> yeah there, there's again there's an innocence <laughs> to this time <laughs> That um yeah, and you kind of see the werewolf, the Wolfman. Kind of after he comes back together, he's he's come upon the kids, and you kind of see uh, um, you see Rudy kind of to uh, he's stepping, he has to step up again, right? Yeah, he grabs the um, the I don't know if you want to call it a cop or or sheriff, or whatever, because they have mm-hmm. like green uh, outfits. Yes, and so you kind of see them kind of swarm the werewolf, you know, mm-hmm. and so like when their guns get loose and the and uh, Rudy grabs one of the guns, put the silver bullets in, right, and mm-hmm. shoots werewolf and says. Bang! Yeah, yeah that was so cool. So he, mm-hmm. he has to step yeah. up there because the other kids aren't like stepping up. Yeah. I mean, of course you have um, Fat Kid, right? Mm-hmm. She's locked out. He's trying to get in like well, this yeah, shop, yeah. right? And Gilman's approaching him. Yeah, yes. Gilman's approaching, and EJ's mm-hmm. like, you know, Horace is asking him, EJ, let me in, let me yeah. in. Yeah. So he has the yeah. shotgun. He cocks it, shoots cocks it, Gilman, and um, my name. And, and I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think EJ says, "Good job, Fat Kid," or yeah. "Fat Jack," or "Fat Kid, good job." And then, like, you see Horace cock the shotgun, yeah, right? Like, yeah. My name is Horace. Yeah. That <laughs> Very like, dope. This is total 80s right here, <laughs> you know? Yes, completely. <laughs> that is just something you could put on a T-shirt, man. <laughs> so then all you have left is, like, Dracula. Because, like, the, the vampires are gone. Mm-hmm. The Wolfman world was gone. Mm-hmm. Gilman is gone. So all you have mm-hmm. left is Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is, I want to say, is the most epic part. Uh-huh. So yes. you have Dracula coming towards yes. Phoebe, who's trying to read. The mm-hmm. uh, scripture, yeah, because mm-hmm. she's like five years old. She's yeah, like, she can't really read. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. little Eugene's points up to her in the jeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she a virgin? Yeah, and like the German guys, yes, yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like Patrick says, she's five. She can't read. I'll teach her. That's yeah, what the uh, the German guy says. So you have yeah. Dracula coming up, right? This is like an epic scene. Like the, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe the most important part of the movie. Yes. Super bad. Yeah. yeah. So he basically kills like five <laughs> cops, right? Yes. He just breaks one neck. You know, breaks another guy's arm. Like basically just. Cry chopping, <laughs> kicking everyone like he's walking through like it's nothing. He walking no, through him, killing people like it's like he's nothing. Blade or something crazy, <laughs> just killing them left and right. He's looking straight the whole time too. He's, he's like not even like moving yeah. or he's just like come towards. He's like just straight badass right now. I mean, yeah. straight going out. Yes, man, I loved it. I loved yes. it. But then he comes up to Fee, right? Mm-hmm. Grabs her, holds her up in the air. He's like, give me the amulet, you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was crazy. That was that was crazy. crazy. And then she's like, she's like showing showing a season. She's yeah. scared. Next thing you know, you see uh, um, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The monster. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like calls him bogus where it picks him you up. Know, he, he, yeah, he takes Dracula. He goes, bogus. Yeah, and then bogus. Yeah. Throws him, him and the next yeah. thing you know, he, like, he, like, he gets impaled by like a metal fence. Mm-hmm. It goes right through his chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And uh, it's, that was just epic right there. And yeah. like, so she's trying to finish off the reading and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Phoebe-ish, they read it. Limbo comes. And next pops, um, you kind of see Van Helsing on the other side, you know, because mm-hmm. Dracula is kind of because mm-hmm. like this big old storm right so dracula is coming yeah. like the you know how like at the end of a movie or something where someone dies like you're coming with me right like like yeah. in um like in uh total recall right yeah where arnold swager is going up against uh um i forget what like the minor character was 
and kills him, right? Uh-huh. And the guy knows he's gonna die, so he's yeah. like, takes Arnold. I'm, he tells Arnold Schwarzenegger, "You're coming with me." Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing. And so thing. basically, yeah. Dracula kind of grabs Sean while they're yeah, trying. He's he's being like taken into his portal or his uh, limbo. The vortex of limbo. Vortex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he you kind of see him kind of man up right there. He grabs a wooden stake mm-hmm. right he's through stabbing, the heart. Mm-hmm. Right he also kind of mans up too, right when he's at the um, when the dad blows up the werewolf. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sean kind of gives his dad a couple seconds to light the dynamite fuse because he hits Werewolf over the head. Right. But that's kind of the part we kind of see yeah. like Sean man up and like end it right there with Dracula. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I thought it was funny too is little Eugene right he I don't think I think we forgot about this but he he writes to the army right writes mm-hmm. in crayon you know <laughs> army guys come help you know there's <laughs> monsters here and then of course this is like a mo- like of course like a movie right where yeah. you have mm-hmm. like um. Uh, like a cliche where you have like the cavalry comes, yeah, but it's too late because the late. movie's already over. Yeah, like it's, it's already, already over. over. The cavalry mm-hmm. comes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man! Like the general is asking, you know, where's Eugene? Where's the monsters? And like yeah. he's, then you see Sean come up and saying, um, <coughs> some along the lines of, um, we're the monster squad, you yeah. know. And also, <laughs> and, also, oh, you know, the 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 heart cringing part uh, when Frankenstein and. Uh, What's the little girl's name again? Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they have to let go, so oh, he, yeah. she doesn't want to let him go. At yeah, all. all the yeah. monsters are gonna be taken into that limbo. <laughs> yeah. And so, he so to, he's not yeah. really a monster now because you know he's yeah, really kind of friends with yeah. the kids. Uh-huh. And so Phoebe has that close connection with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And so Dracula has already been taken through the the limbo, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it was uh, Frank was holding onto a park bench. Yeah, he was holding on the park bench, yeah, but he was so kind of like, like the last one. Yeah, Phoebe didn't want to let go. Frank didn't want to let go, and then he let go and says. Bye, Phoebe. And yeah. Phoebe says something like, I will never forget you kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. That was, it, was, it was cute. That man. was really was, cute. That yeah. was really emotional right there. Yeah. That was yeah. like a, a heart stopper right there. But then also, like, the, the general says, you know, what in Sam Hill is going on here, right? <laughs> Where are the monsters? It just, it's just funny how, like, like every, everything is already taken care of. And then, like, mm-hmm. Calvary shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, then you have Sean showing, the, like, the business card. It says the monster squad. Then mm-hmm. like mu- of course the music this is the end right and they're all high five and yeah. like the yeah. music's playing <laughs> and like it kind of reminds me of you guys seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah yeah, yeah. so the one that came out the first one came out uh-huh. in 1990 uh-huh. so basically when they take care of the Foot Clan they take care of um, Shredder right yeah uh-huh. they're all like high five and music's playing good job guys yeah. good job it kind of reminds me of that like some killer music playing on they're all yes. high fiving each other yes. we just stopped the apocalypse or we just stopped this mm-hmm. right. Well, yeah, this is a great movie, Warren, um, mm-hmm. that uh, you wanted us to review. Mm-hmm. I never heard of it until you told me about it. And uh, this so is one of those little little undiscovered gems, kind of, in yeah, a weird yeah, way. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, a lot of movies came out, you know? Like, uh-huh. So there's going to be a movie or two that's going to be uh, go unseen or uh-huh. unheard of. Yeah. And, like, someone later is going to, like, come upon it and say, like, oh, it's a cult classic or something. Yeah. Or everyone should start seeing it, and then everyone's yeah. going to start liking it again. Yeah. You know? yeah. So y'all know the facts about this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So it... It was uh, it had a, t- a twelve million dollar budget. It only had three million dollar profit in the box office, so they took it out of the theaters after two weeks. Really? So okay. the reason why a lot of people don't know about the movie is because it got snatched out so quick. Mm, interesting. And VHS when VHS came out, okay. it saved that, and people went and bought it. It started becoming because like a lot of times like when like that. movies come out, you have competition, right? Mm-hmm. So one's gonna crush the other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the other so was, Goonies yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. The other one's not gonna have a chance yeah. if mm-hmm. it comes out the same weekend as this other big blockbuster yes. movie. Yeah, so, I mean, that shows you that, you know, the box office doesn't really mean much because you can make money in the long run It depending on how good the movie is. That is, a, not it, only it that, take, yeah. The, you know, the test of time, you know. The, I also had another question, too. Yes. Like, you know how we have Netflix, right? Yeah. When the movies are on there, do they get residuals or something from Netflix? Well, Does Netflix pay them? Because you know how you have to pay for a Netflix subscription, right? Yeah. 
do well, the the movies are on or like the whoever you know did it or whatever did I know I mean it really depends on the deals that you make yeah. um yeah. what happens is usually you do the film festival circuit and you try to get in contact with one of the acquisition executives and then you speak through there's a couple different ways of doing it there's a service called distributor which does like uh d- video on demand things like that but Netflix doesn't really at least when I was doing that whole thing i mean netflix didn't really go into detail about what they wanted but i i there there, there are there are ways of doing it yes the reason why i was asking was because that's another way for maybe to make, make some of their money back yeah because they got dvd sales and stuff mm-hmm. and they have uh, yeah. um itunes where people mm-hmm. buy movies and whatnot well you yeah. see with a movie like this this mm-hmm. already existed mm-hmm. they would probably play pay a flat rate Mm-hmm. And then they get all the money back for how they stream, how well it streams. Like for example, like uh, even when you go down to like sitcoms and stuff like that. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. look at the Office, mm-hmm. they were just going to try to pay a, f- a flat a hundred million. Yeah. Boom. And then what? But everybody, that's the top watch show mm-hmm. on Netflix. So yes. they're making back that money. Yeah. Like crazy because their yeah. their ratings. Are all those all those shows they still have they still have a life of its own. Yeah. I think television especially like uh, yeah. George Lucas is like I don't have any money Aaron Spelling has the, he said that like <coughs> the Jeffersons make more money than Star Wars I was like what is he talking about I believe it and, and you know how many shows he had in yeah li- in line too that's what probably makes it like also way was, more yeah, yeah so um I was gonna say was uh, uh you know I have like these festivals or um outdoor movie venues because mm-hmm. I went to Griffith Park they have like this a couple years ago and they have this um I forget who organized it. It was like some horror kind of fest, or maybe mm-hmm. show one movie a weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it see it w- this would seem like something that they would do. They would do the Monster Squad. You know, oh, they yeah. have a group of like hundreds and hundreds of people at this yeah. big huge screen. Mm-hmm. That would kind of open your eyes to this movie, mm-hmm. and then you might you know mm-hmm. buy it or something or, mm-hmm. or, or something like that, or wh- you know tell your friends about it. Next thing you know, like maybe years down the line, the, the movie will actually start making its money back. You know. Uh, so another fun fact: Did you guys know anything about the reboot that was supposed to happen for this? Uh, I mean, I heard there was a couple rumors or something, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, so make Michael Bay was supposed to <laughs> re- re- what? this movie. <laughs> I mean, Michael Bay? Isn't yeah. he all about, like, explosions yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Transformers? So, kinda, kinda so they were going to go way out, and then they, they went and uh, cut it off. Oof, yeah, they cut that. kind of. cut that, I think, in, like, 2014, but don't yeah. quote me on that okay. one. Okay, yeah. But it was, they did go for a reboot, and they they canceled that, and a lot of people are happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, let it be. Thank God. Yeah, one thing I know, too, like, trivia-wise, uh-huh. is that when they cut this for TV, mm-hmm. They had an extra like four minutes of scenes that weren't aren't on the DVD. Uh-huh. So the one was like uh, uh, Phoebe's asking her mom, uh, um, uh, mom uh, or t- t- telling her mom, I can't do this. I'm watching this movie or something, right? Uh-huh. And it's like the sexually explicit movie. And, and the mom's like, yeah, go ahead and watch it. You know, you don't have to do this. Go watch the movie. Mom, thank you. And it was like one of the things that like would have made it more. <laughs> interesting. Um, like, I don't know what you say, PG-13 rated or something, something, you know, yeah. more sexually. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. one part of the trivias that I saw. Uh, also, uh, Liam Neeson was supposed to play Dracula. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but wow. he, he got beat out by uh, the what is his name? Wow. Um, Duke Duncan, Duncan yeah. Regger. Yeah, Duncan so That would be a totally alternate <laughs> universe. So I did see a movie with this guy that played Dracula in it, and I had no idea who it was. It was this movie called Blood Syrup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like one of those crazy sci-fi movies where it's like a... Uh, it's actually pretty decent for being a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know, like if you have like the... Uh, alligator or crocodile eating tourists or whatever in like thailand or something like oh, that okay. but he plays like the crazy like uh boat captain's like i'm gonna kill him right like how you have jaws <laughs> yeah. who is the, the, the uh the, the, you have the um 
what was it the, the actor's name? Was it Roy Scheider? No, no. The um, what's the uh, the guy who plays Quint? Guy. Yeah, I forgot who. I but yeah, you have like him. He's like, oh, I'll get to the shark for you. You know, I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, the well, uh, the guy who plays Frankenstein, the the monster. You yeah, know. that was Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan. And I, I had just, no idea. That was crazy because like you you like you watch Last Action Hero where he's supposed to be the Ripper. Yeah, and, like, that's the same guy. That's that's crazy. Because then he was also like the main villain in Robocop 2. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of this. Or then he was in the bad guy, the mm -hmm. serial killer in Manhunter. Yeah. And then um, you also have uh, the guy that plays the wolf, the human part, because yeah. I guess I guess there's another person that's in the costume. Mm -hmm. um, he was an, actually like a character actor. I had no idea. It was John Grise or Grease. They played uh, um, a swamp. Yeah, the human kind of werewolf guy. Because mm -hmm. oh, you've you seen the rundown, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like the main, uh, like the side uh, henchman to. Uh, like the uh, Indiana Jones wannabe guy? Or yeah, okay. the, the shaved white guy, the, the yeah. bald-headed white guy. That was yeah. him. Oh, okay. He was also in the, the uh, comedy action running scared movie with uh, Billy Crystal and Gregor Hines were like detectives. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, like uh -huh. he's like the, the, the other side detective with, um, I think it was Michael, not Michael Perry. It was My, the, uh, who was the guy in Scarface who was best friends with Al Pacino? Oh, I know who you're talking you about. Know what I'm I, forgot, I forgot the name. But he was the oh one who gosh. plays John yeah. Rice's like detective friend. Okay. Because they're both wannabe yeah, you know, Billy Crystal and them. So like, yeah. I saw this actor. I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. Yes. But you see these other guys or the other actors are. You, mm -hmm. you see them in this movie. Mm -hmm. They're like character roles and they play like the lead role in this. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I seen them, seen this person this or seen mm -hmm. this person that. The mother who, uh, the mother of Sean. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize this, but she's been she's been dead since 2015. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I looked that up too. I was okay. shocked. I was shocked too. I mean, I've seen, I've seen her in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she did a lot of yeah. '80s stuff. You mm -hmm. know, like I was talking about, she was on yeah. some Die Hard and uh, yeah. Lethal mm -hmm. Weapon stuff, and mm -hmm. I had no idea. But yeah, it's a really cool cast. You know that uh, um, the director put together in the, ca the cast. Uh, well, I think uh, this is a very you know well developed movie, a well produced movie. You know, everything was really moving on all parts, and it's just it's kind of a weird thing. Like it wasn't as popular as it was. And, you know, it might be just be a matter of timing, but because well, everybody. Like, it was a really big thing that the Goonies and this mm -hmm. were out at the same time. Yeah. Goonies was like the one, and this was not not it. Apparently, okay. So everybody were was kind of siding with the Goonies. Interesting. And letting this one fall flat. Okay. They were, it was like, I mean, it was it was like almost like competition. It was very competitive between. Okay. The two. So they they saw it as an off brand, even though it's yeah, not really they, the same they were thing. Like, this is a bootleg Goonies. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But um, it is like you said, it's very well produced, uh, very well directed. I like the storyline. Mm -hmm. Great writing, great, 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 writing. great, great writing by and, Shane Black. And just because I recommend to buy this, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would say that my son is three years old, mm -hmm. and he was sitting down on my lap, really, like enjoying it. Wow, like, a lot. And I quote, he says <laughs> at the end of the movie, he uh -huh. said. This is a great movie. <laughs> three, three years old, and yeah. I was enjoying what? it just like him. I'm dead what? serious. That's he's, amazing. He said, this is a great movie, <laughs> and then he like went over to his mom. And was mom? That was a great movie. <laughs> I, I just hope he doesn't retain much of the information from uh, this movie. You know, about the like, virgins you know, and like like, the, like, uh, like twenty years later. Like, did we watch right. that? <laughs> right. I'll, I'll steer him right, man. As long as I'm there, he'll be right. okay. Wow. Or like the killing, you know, like the vampires and oh, yeah, the. Yeah. I mean, that's that is pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was that. Wow. Yeah, just seeing, like, he liked seeing the monsters. Like, that mm -hmm. attracted his eye. Wow. Because I was watching it right here on, uh -huh. on, a, on a laptop, uh -huh. and 
he like walked over and was like, "Daddy, I want to see the monster. <laughs> I want to see the monster." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan, with he started yeah. really watching the movie. Wow. And he has he's very very you know advanced when it comes to stuff like that. But That's I would cool. say you could still watch it that young to me being twenty nine and enjoying it That's the amazing. same way. Like yeah. bonding with the kid. I'm bl- I'm bonding with my son. Like he's bonding <laughs> with his with Sean in the movie. Yeah. You know? That's how it felt. Like how that is amazing. Yeah. I don't think this movie would have been like as good as it was if Stan Winston wasn't in charge of the uh the monster. Oh, oh definitely. Stuff. Yeah. It, like the, the, the Dracula, the Frankenstein, yeah. all yeah. this was top notch, like yeah. special effects and mm-hmm. like like just his like uh, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it wasn't for him and then oh, of course completely. Shane Black the screenwriting, this yeah. wouldn't have mm-hmm. been nothing like compared to what it was. And and shout out to the guy who played uh, the swamp thing or whatever. The Gilman. Gilman. Yeah. Gilman. Uh, because I heard that his costume was so, like, in detail that they glued it. They would glue it every time. Wow. So he would have to stay in that for 12 hours. <laughs> every shoot. He bar- bar- so he couldn't use the restroom. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't oh, eat. 12 hours. So he would. It was a lot of sacrifice. Oh, we got paid extra. A lot of sacrifice. <laughs> 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 But yeah, that, uh, I, I love it. I think he went went to the bathroom in his suit? Absolutely. The costume, people are trying to put the suit away. Why is it so wet? Oh, <laughs> because well, he's the gill man. <laughs> you think, oh, for real. Every time he gets in that water, he gets in the You think he wore a diaper? You mean he's in it for 12 hours? I would. <laughs> yes, he's an astronaut. Uh, an adult diaper? <laughs> yes. Pay me a little extra, I'll do it. Oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> so I think, I think um, anyone who listened to this, um, if you see this movie, you'll love it. Um, especially like if you start watching it, you see like the the re- it was a red lettering scrolling down. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. it, especially the part where it says we're going to rid the world of vampires and monsters and to save mankind from the forces of eternal evil. And it says they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right when you see that part, well, you're like, man, sets, I'm, I, I'm set to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to watch this. Check this out. If anyone loves uh, monster movies like The Goonies, mm-hmm. like kid kind of movies, yes. whereas like adventure to it and, yes. and a little bit of action. Check it like out. Like it's it's kind of in between the Goonies and the Lost Boys. Yeah, because yeah. you have like yeah. kind of the violence of the Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah, and kind of like the adventure uh-huh. of the Goonies. You know, yes, like with the um, like finding the mm-hmm. uh, or like going through the diary, finding mm-hmm. the diary, mm-hmm. talking about like the uh, the amulet mm-hmm. in the hundred years. Because there's still like vampires in it, but it's yeah. not all the way up the notch. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's kind of cool. Any any final thoughts, guys? Well, uh, yeah, Aaron. I know you want to talk about Stranger Things and comparing. Oh that. yeah, just oh yeah. I forgot. We we yeah. We got a little more to talk about. So mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. this movie, sh- they should look at this movie uh-huh. in future writing for that because there is a lot of dynamics. Um, I don't feel like like the th- the family dynamic is mm-hmm. a big thing yes. in this movie yes. that makes you feel more invested in the characters yeah. where in stranger things like the new season the um the main character's mom mm-hmm. i forget the uh, winona writers no not not that one no the one who's like the head leader of the head leader. The, stra- the stranger things little group i forget he's the one that's dating 11 I f- oh, the the cop guy? No, it's dating eleven. The little girl. Oh, I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah, season three. And, okay. And, and sorry, you guys, but um, uh-huh. that's okay. Spoilers. He, yeah, that's fine. Spoiler yeah, alert. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, like his mom mm-hmm. is like in this thing where she's like flirting with this younger guy. Okay. But it's it doesn't come back to the house. Okay. So there's like there's this thing where like the dad is so absent from uh-huh. what's going on. Uh huh. They're like, 
he's just like kind of getting almost cheated on and doesn't even know it. Okay. Like he never finds out. Ever. Okay. Like so there's not even like a dynamic of like him being a bad dad. He's okay. just very absent. There's no like they don't really even have a relationship. Okay. So like they're trying to drive that as a part of a storyline. Mm-hmm. Like it's like but I, I don't feel bad for okay. either person really. Okay. Interesting. And then with the kids, uh-huh. it's like very they're trying very hard to be like these kids. Like uh-huh. these kids are naturally saying funny stuff. <laughs> These yes. kids are naturally yes. moving around like a unit. Uh-huh. There's naturally, for real, a a a, 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 a leader. Yeah, a leader. Mm-hmm. There's a, a natural badass. There's yes. a natural funny. You talking about Monster Squad, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, cool. But in Stranger Things, they're trying to establish those things, but it's but not landing. Feel it doesn't feel authentic. Yeah, it's like in Monster Squad, it's like good. It feels co- like cohesiveness. Yeah, it's like a good bond. Yeah, it feels like everybody know where they're supposed to be at in uh-huh. in the Monster Squad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody knows their role to play. Yeah, like they're letting him be leader. Yeah, like, forget yeah. it. But every, yeah. like the leader in 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 Stranger Things, things he's bumping heads with everybody. He damn, <laughs> he damn near can't even control his girl. His wow. girl is basically, you know, his girl <laughs> is too. She's too damn strong. So uh, it's like, okay, she's dumping him and yeah. this kind of. He just it doesn't work. Yeah, it's, and it's been that way. Okay. I think they did a good job with the first season. Okay, they kind of was paying homage to a lot of things in the first season yeah and then they had to they can't continue with the same story okay so they had to to change things yeah but it's like they might as well have made this just a two two part series okay and because now they're getting too old and it's not (laughs) like aren't they going to come out like a season four right now because just because of the ratings but it's not like the it's not like what it used to be Yeah, the the storyline is not good because I remember every time I tried to watch Stranger Things, it was always in a weird part, and I just I wasn't like attracted. Like I felt like I was forcing myself yeah. to watch it. Yeah. At first, I thought, well, maybe it was because it was, it was trying to make things way more mysterious. Yeah. Like Will went missing and da 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 da, and then I was like, eh, I didn't really care. And then like the beginning of season two with like the government conspiracy thing and yeah. da 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 da, yeah. and it just felt I didn't feel naturally. And I thought, am I going crazy? Because everyone loves this show. But then I rewatch Monster Squad. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. They're they're missing something. It's edgy. It's edgy. Okay. They're not edgy. On it's it's watered down. Uh huh. Stranger Things is watered down. Okay. The edgiest thing is like now, like Eleven and and the Michael or whatever that boy name is, just oh. kissing and like the dad getting real mad that they're kissing in the room. But it's like that's there's other ways to be edgy. Yeah. Like me seeing these two kids tonguing down each other is kind of weird to me than edgy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah. No. Maybe one thing was uh I don't know if they have different writers cuz if you have a different group of writers, yeah, maybe. you might not, you mm-hmm. know, flow and put th- good, you know, good mm-hmm. good material together, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I never seen the show, but maybe in season 1 they had like a different group than they had in season 2. And sometimes a good idea just when you got a sh- when you got to stretch the idea out, it, yeah. it messes things up too. Yeah. Like sometimes some things need, like that's why I love like uh, not going to bring up uh, TV shows all the time, but mm. like Breaking Bad, yes. like they they said, we only going to do this amount. They could have, they had a viewership that they could have stretched they could that have, thing out. But he knew, lot. he knew, yeah. well, he had, he had a whole thing about my biggest fear is I don't want somebody saying, oh, you did that show. I used to love that show. I it's, don't watch that show anymore. Yeah, until season blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Season 15 or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. So learning when to stop yeah. is important. It's important. But I think the Stranger Things, those guys didn't think it would get as huge yeah. as it was. Yeah. And I think people got involved who maybe shouldn't have got involved. Yeah. 
Uh, like I think the only thing I can compare it to is like maybe if you had like Twin Peaks kind of the same thing. Cause like the first yeah. season was amazing, <laughs> and then second season people got involved and it stopped being them along the way. And like you could feel when your audience gets bigger and you're catering to everybody instead of catering to what made you guys popular. So Fred Decker um, also directed Night of the Creeps. Um, I believe this was a year earlier. Yeah, nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, nineteen eighty-six before Monster Squad. So, Night of the Creeps is a more interesting film. I think it's more of a multi-genre film. He really wanted to show his directing chops because you kind of like go through different genres. You go through the sci-fi. You have a little bit of a period piece in the 50s. And then you go to like the contemporary horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's a very... It's a more interesting film because I remember like some of the comedy too with like yeah. the 80s college yeah. kids and stuff. Yeah. He has all those four like styles mm-hmm. blended into one movie. Mm-hmm. So what were we going to say? Because I remember you, we were talking about Slither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that movie, man. Okay, okay. Now, personally, I've never seen Slither, but to me, from what everyone has told me, it's just a ripoff of Night of the Creeps. Yeah, yeah it is. It um, is. Okay. I, I watched Slither first. I uh-huh. only liked it and watched it because uh, um, my man Castle was in it from the uh-huh. Castle TV show. Uh-huh. That's the only Nathan, reason why Nathan I watched Fillion. it. Nathan yes. Fillion. Uh-huh. I loved him from Serenity and that uh-huh. show Firefly. Uh-huh. So that's why I watched Slither. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a, it's a good movie. Uh-huh. And I, then you were telling me about Night of the Creeps. So I was uh-huh. like, hey, it's a rip off. Slither's a rip off of Night of the Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Night of the Creeps was like, it's 10 times better than Slither, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad, you know, that kind of worked. But Night of the Creeps is, is more of a, like, you can't really put it, like, it's hard to describe to people. Especially in the 80s. It's like, yeah, there's a movie where like there's alien parasites and they get in your brain and they make you into a zombie. It's it's such a... Oh, great. This is just another 80s, you know, one of the <laughs> horror movie, right? It just sounds like another thing. Like, oh, is this uh, on the sci-fi channel? Yeah, like, fastly made, you know, put it together yeah, and throw it in theaters, you know. Yeah, just, make a couple bucks. Oh, we mm-hmm. made money, you know. Yeah. But it's actually well put together. It is, it is a very well put together film. And I think Fred Decker is one of those like... Maybe he's kind of a, a, a misaligned artist. Like his his timing was just wrong, unfortunately. He also yeah. wrote the wrote, wrote the yeah. screenplay for it. He wrote too, the right? script for it. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting because he always said he always thought he blamed Night of the Creeps not doing well on he thought he wasn't writing enough or something. Yeah. But I think it's a really well written film. I mean, he has some. I was looking at the cast. Mm-hmm. You have some like notable people in there, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't do well. Yes, because like the main character you have is Chris, who's played mm-hmm. by Jason Lively. Who yes. Was, I think we all know if you've seen the vacation movies. Yeah, plays yeah, Rusty in yeah, yeah. uh, Rusty Griswold in the European mm-hmm. Vacation. Yes. You have Tom Atkins who plays like the lead detective. Yes. He's been everyth- in everything from Halloween Three, the, mm-hmm. the man in charge, Definitely. to uh, the Fog. Mm-hmm. Um, you have him in like he plays Michael Hunsaker in Lethal Weapon. Uh-huh. You have him in Maniac Cop. So yeah. I bet a lot of people have seen this movie. He's an eighties like yeah. character actor guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the lead like hard nosed guy in the eighties when it comes yeah. like like horror movies or mm-hmm. something. Popped, popped up all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then um, you also have uh, you you seen the, uh, the 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 part where they have the uh, um, the scientist right the lab yeah. guy yeah I was like man this guy looks really oh, familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. he's what like a big time character actor his character, name was like yeah. David Paymer yes so I was looking at him I'm like dude I got a lot of like these movies with him in it in my collection yeah. mm-hmm. so like one of them was like the Sixth Man with Marlon Wayans where he plays like he a college is in the sixth because man. he plays okay. the coach <laughs> of the college team with <laughs> yeah. Marlon Wayans yeah so, like his brother dies mm-hmm. right Marlon Wayans brother so he kind of like. Yeah, helps him through that like tough him. loss and stuff. That, and he also crazy. plays like he was in City Slickers with Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah he yeah, plays yeah. like the guy who's like the two brothers are in, like they have like uh, Ben and Jerry's, but it's like their mm. own ice creamery. Yeah, like this guy's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, but he's never like a lead role, but he mm-hmm. has like a, the, mm-hmm. he plays the character. Yeah, he looked very familiar. There's like a, there's some other people of 
have been in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so you're like wondering why didn't this do well? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the timing of when it came out in theaters or yeah. w- the competition of, of what it went Definitely. against in that weekend or whatever. And this is Decker's first yes. uh, movie, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he had like a crazy fan base at the at the time. Probably probably not. Yeah, yeah. I don't think because not only giving him a shot. It's one of those weird things. Like you think about the past in a like a haze like i think about like in the 2000s where they had like those like blink 182 kind of bands yeah. and it seemed like they had one every single week oh yeah good and charlotte then, blink 182 yeah, yeah, before yeah. you know you know they have all these yeah and then but then there's a bunch of them that you just get lost in the sh- shuffle they're all like mm-hmm. same sounding yeah coming out you know month after month a new band that all sounds like the same garbage you know and yeah. then or, or, and then but then years like it's, it's good stuff but the <coughs> same sounding but then right. years later it all kind of fades away and you try to think of it in that way and then you find new things that way you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. in the context like like look at a movie like john carpenter is a thing which opened up against et yeah, yeah that yeah. that <laughs> doesn't work well you know what i mean and it could have been one of those type of situations oh yeah where where a film just didn't open up um, in in the right moment. So if I had to describe this movie that we're gonna be talking about, mm-hmm. I would say it's like an ass kicking, take no shit sci-fi alien invasion movie, right? Mm-hmm. You have college kids, party kids, mm-hmm. and like these alien looking like slug things, like mm-hmm. Slither. Yes. So if I had to describe a movie, I'll kind of describe it like yes. that for people watching it. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's it's a film about basically these two college kids. They have to have this uh, fraternal hazing, and they end up trying to steal a body. But what they don't realize is that the body they stole was like infected with like a alien slugworm from like the fifties. Because like yeah, because it yeah. cuts to the beginning in the nineteen was it fifty nine? Yeah, fifty nine, something like that. Fifty nine. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> and you're like, why is this scene playing? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like you see like uh, um like a sorority house art for women and stuff mm-hmm. like, yeah. and one of the lead uh, one of the I guess the, the lead actors in that first couple of minutes is like a girl named Pam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she's like going on a date with some yes. guy. He looks like like. A haircut like Wally Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Oh, great. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, something's going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they go over to the make out session, like, look out point or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Next mm-hmm. thing you know, we have Tom Atkins' yeah. younger, younger self. Yeah. Like, get out of here. There's like a, a, a maniac on the loose, right? Yeah. Cause and like, this is like a cliche, like, yeah. you know, uh, starlight, star bright. The only, uh-huh. li- li- uh, the only uh, li- uh, yeah. star I see tonight, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. she's asking her date, w- you know, what's the brightest star, right? Mm-hmm. He's like this meteor thing crashing. It's like, I vote this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he goes ahead, checks it out, leaves yeah. her by himself, by herself, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, great! You know something's gonna happen, right?" Yeah. And he goes in the woods, you know, and then next, you know, you see like this maniac guy who gets uh, um, let loose, or he escapes from the mental. From the mental yeah, he kills yeah. like th- three orderlies. He he escapes, right? And mm-hmm. he, and at the, at the time that he's coming to the car where she's lonely in there yeah. mm-hmm. at night, you hear like on the radio, like. Mm-hmm. Um, the news, right? Uh, old, uh, 35-year-old escapee escapes the mental hospital, and he's mm-hmm. on Route 66 heading to um, Corman. And yeah. then, like, she sees, turns the lights on, right? So you see the sign saying Corman, right? Mm-hmm. Route 66. You're like, oh, shit, this, this killer is yeah, somewhere yeah, around her, yeah, right? Yeah. And in that time, he's creeping up behind her, you know, with an axe ready to swing. And next thing you know, it cuts to the, the next scene, which is, yeah. like, present day. You're like, oh, crap. You know, he's, she's dead. <laughs> now, and, and so the guy in the forest gets incapacitated in the mm-hmm. slug you see the slug coming. enters in because like the beginning of the movie you see these aliens kind of fighting each other mm-hmm. on a spaceship and and that scene behold, was really well done yeah yeah and lo and behold like these little uh i don't know how you describe them pink looking pink looking like, aliens three foot looking it, aliens right yeah and, and so one looks like he's stealing like some uh bioweapon yeah, yeah baton looking bioweapon right yeah. and it he he flushes it out of the the, uh, the spaceship and it, it mm-hmm. lands in, on earth on earth and so it opens up kind of like how um You've seen uh, Rampage, right? Yeah. yeah. Where like the the elf or the um 
the mo- the uh, gorilla comes upon like the box and opens up and he sniffs it and next you know the it becomes like this 20 foot tall creature getting bigger mm-hmm. and it, this kind of <coughs> opens up and the slug goes in his mouth right yeah and then you realizing a little bit later on like this frozen guy did they have the technology to freeze him back in 1959 <laughs> <laughs> cryogenics <laughs> I, I thought it was all sci-fi like I, tv stuff i'm yes. not gonna lie those first three scenes <laughs> cut so drastically that yeah. I did not like it. I didn't okay. like it. At I, I, yeah, I okay. was I was confused. Yeah, it is kind of like, confusing. What is all going on? <laughs> I'm like watching this. Like, it is this really like relevant the, to what the movie is going to yeah, yeah. happen? It took me to a. I'm, I don't want to jump into anything, but it it takes me to a certain part point of the movie uh-huh. where, where I you start realize to like it. okay because then I see how much stuff ties in yeah but it was like very scattered in the beginning it was very scattered yeah like, like, yeah my mind wasn't ready for it yet. <laughs> I was like what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. but now I mean looking at it full circle mm-hmm. I like but I could see how somebody would watch that and in that time and be like yeah I don't know what's going on I'm yeah it doesn't out. take a genius to kind of realize yeah. what's going to happen yeah. when the guy is separated from the girl yeah cliche, you know but gonna the whole dynamic yeah. of that the cop was formerly the girl's former boyfriend yeah that whole gets that thing part, yeah yeah, yeah. That well makes it better too. yeah yeah, yeah. he realized <laughs> that like he was like the first one to come upon the body yeah and he realized that pieces are in the car pieces are on the road mm-hmm. pieces are in the force and that kind of enrages him uh-huh. you know for vengeance and stuff and he and he's never the same person again right he's always He's filled with these emotions, uh, uh, dreams, nightmares, right? That won't stop. So this mm-hmm. is like an occurrence, these emotions, and that he's going to be feeling throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. which will lead up to the end. Yeah. Okay. Where c- Chris and uh, JC. JC are introduced, and Cynthia is somebody that they're yeah, checking so out. Yeah, so we <laughs> yes. know um, uh, JC, uh, Chris is the kid from Rusty. He's Rusty from the Griswold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has friend JC who has crutches like he has MS, or what I was it? I think it's cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy? I believe. Okay. Sort of and like so Walter Jr. So basically, mm-hmm. we have uh, Chris, who likes, like you were saying, Cynthia, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know her name and everything. And so JC is like the comedy, comic, uh, mm-hmm. comedy comic relief, relief, right? Yeah. Comic relief. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, toots, over here. <laughs> and of course, you see Chris look away. And then yes. he's like, yes. and then JC's like, you know, don't stand there like an idiot. You know, talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Chris sees her going to the beta house, right? And then of course, JC, this character has some great like lines. Yeah. 80s lines. And he says like, and then once she goes in the house, JC JC is like, "Oh, that bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> but he has like these funny lines, you know. JC, yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. JC say yeah. to me, he saves the beginning mm-hmm. for me, yeah, mm-hmm. because because uh, what's the name? Chris, right? Yeah, Chris, Chris. Chris is so obsessed with this girl that it makes yeah. me mad. <laughs> makes I mean, he doesn't like, talk like, to her. I'm in he love like her. watches, he he's watches like, her from afar. He's like doing dorky shit, like when he yeah. points out for him, he's like spilling drinks. Yeah, on yeah. It's like, like he's like he's looking for right in the because uh, he goes to the beta house. He's looking for. He's like one o'clock, right? And then he gets all like uh, angst and like uh, nervous, and he spills a cup. Yeah. So JC JC is, is the, the friend who's like the wingman, the smooth yes, guy who yes. knows what to do in certain situations. That he's co- he's considered a nerd yeah. too. Oh yeah. But he is cooler than even the cool guys on his on his Yeah. Team. Yeah. So like he, yeah. he makes uh what's uh was uh, it Brad? Brad. Yeah, Brad. He makes, he makes Brad look <laughs> stupid. So Brad, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so we'll, so Brad is going to be entered in a little bit later. So yes. Brad, uh, to people listening, is basically like the head jock kind uh, of in charge of the beta house, like the jerk guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to play the jerk role mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Rich little. Yeah. yeah rich so you kind of realize a little bit later on that Cynthia is her boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, but before that happens, you see kind of JC, uh, JC trying to. Um, 
talk to her, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz he figured out her name to tell uh to tell Chris. And so um basically JC is kind of telling uh, uh Chris, "Don't relax, man. The guy that she's with, yeah, he, he has like one continuous eyebrow, <laughs> man. It looks like the missing link." <laughs> kind of calm him down, right? So mm-hmm. she gets his name, you know, and then like uh Chris is like so enthusiastic, he, like grabs him with both hands. Tell me about her. Tell me about her. What she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And then <laughs> And so then he kind of wants to uh be girlfriend boyfriend with her, right? Yeah. And so like Chris is saying, um I should probably join a fraternity. Kind of look cool to kind of maybe she want to go out with me. Mm-hmm. But JC is thinking, I think you should talk to her first, right? Logical. He's yeah. thinking logical while he's thinking way yeah, but out. even before <laughs> she, Chris said that she's like I want to marry her. And, yeah, and, and, and so JC is like yeah, so JC is basically saying um, I think you gotta talk to her first, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, before you can marry her, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I don't make the rules, but I think that's how it goes. Yeah, so logical, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they're trying to join the fraternity, you know, yeah. and so um, they're told they have to steal a corpse, mm-hmm. you know, and from like this medical building. And so you excuse, can't. Yeah, uh, excuse, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that established that they say that, or is that like something where a scene get cut out and you never know what they really told them to do? You don't. Yeah, I don't, don't tell think they ever me. told him. Yeah, because yeah, I was. It's, it's I was after like, so the fact. Okay. It's after the date. The morning after. Yeah, when, when the body ends caught. up on the steps. Okay. You're supposed to have the corpse at this house. Yeah. See, that's when yeah. I was. Okay. When I because heard like, it first, so I was. Because like, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Chris was asking. We don't have to like, oh, fucking farm animal, do we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and like Brad, who's in charge, is like, it's not gonna be that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so like you hear all these jokes going on in the beginning of the movie. You know it's something you probably want to keep watching, you know, see mm-hmm. what's going to happen because mm-hmm. you know there's an alien part to it, you know, like there's a like a 50s kind of sci-fi vibe to it, you know, there's yeah. like 80s kind of party kind of theme going on. You know mm-hmm. something's going to happen, so you want to kind of stay, t- stay stay tuned to this. Right. So all this comedy and stuff it kind of motivates yeah. you to keep tuning in. Yes. And then you get to the part where they end up going to the medical building, right? Mm-hmm. And the um, like I was telling you, the character actor who plays the uh, the sci-fi uh, the lab tech, he forgets his passcode, yeah. which is literally one number. At this like this, <laughs> at this he's at this door, right? And it's like this futuristic-looking like high-tech passcode, right? Mm-hmm. He puts in all the, the the digits except for the last one, which was zero. Zero. Yep. And so he goes to the he ends up going to like the, the payphone, which they still have in the eighties, of course. Mm-hmm. And he calls up his roommate. Hey, what's uh, going my binder? What's the uh, with the code, right? And next, you know, we see JC and and uh, Chris walking in. JC just puts in zero. Literally, literally. It's just one button. <laughs> one button. <laughs> <with a> zero. <laughs> It's <laughs> like that's amazing. And what are the odds? And what are the odds that zero yes. was the one, right? Yes. They go in there and they and uh, they're all creeped out. They see this frozen like corpsicle and this tube. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. Like that's one of the parts where I started tying things together because I'm like, that looked like dude that yeah we didn't know what really happened to him mm-hmm. at, in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, from so, the fifties. So yeah. you realize that's Johnny's like Pam's date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, if I could go a little bit forward, yeah. you kind of realize that. Uh, or I realized it's like second time through uh-huh. you know, John Atkins character that uh-huh. he doesn't realize that 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 that, that frozen guy uh-huh. isn't Johnny right am I correct I like don't Pam's believe date. so he just sees him as like a corpse that got yeah killed, right? yeah it is so true he doesn't really true. know that that was Pam's date from uh, the 50 because okay. he was a cop that kind of well I don't think he really him. knew them yeah at the time he, he just knows him as the guy that that's dating that took Pam her to the date. Yeah, yeah he didn't really he only realize. really seen him once yeah yeah. So then you come across J.C. and Chris are all scared in that little laboratory, right? That little mm-hmm. futuristic get set up like from the 50s or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, um, J.C. saying some, some lines like this. Is, is it uh, 
I, is it taking the Lord's name in vain if I say, <laughs> oh, my God, really fast? <laughs> like, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and, like, Chris replies something funny, like, uh, I think you're allowed to break the commandments in certain situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's okay to do my neighbor's wife then, right? <laughs> oh, my God. In certain situations. <laughs> my goodness. In certain I just, situations. I thought it was kind of funny how you said, like, certain situations yeah, you're yeah, allowed yeah, to yeah. break the commandments. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then JC says, uh, replies some line, long lines of like, how about we get the shit out? I don't know. He says some long lines of, uh, oh, because he's saying, oh my God, because he's he got the shit scared of him, right? Mm-hmm. So he says some long, long, long lines of, you know, getting the shit scared of you by a creepy, scared dead guy in a refrigerated coffin. And like <laughs> JC asks, who is this guy, right? Yes. And you, see, you hear Chris replying, um, Walt Disney. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, <laughs> and like, and then JC says, why is he here? And then uh, Chris says, well, my tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the back and forth banter. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. funny. Yeah, it was really well um, done. So of course, you know, they have to take the corpse out of the uh, the cough or the uh, the frozen kind of yeah. tube, right? Mm-hmm. I love that JC just knows every button to push right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he, goes, he goes and push them. Like he knows exactly what to say when to say it. Yeah, like, you know, like that comedy kind of. I think oh, they man. built his character up good for that, mm-hmm. where he can like accidentally just stumble on things yeah because he just he sets the like you said like he in uses the beginning his, scenes he uses his crutch to disengage the button yeah. to, to open up the tube like yeah how does he know you know he, he doesn't want you know what button to push he you use know? his crutch yeah. for something else I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna bring that up <laughs> <laughs> and then like jace jc calls him like the, the corpse like a uh freeze-dried corpsicle you know mm-hmm. and it's like it's a freeze-dried human you know you can thaw him out in 100 years like a tv <laughs> dinner <laughs> yeah oh man so yes. like you know the body ends up twitching and then they run out right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I thought was mm-hmm. funny was the janitor's like saying you know they're screaming, they're like, screaming banshees. like banshees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they run out like banshees, knock over the scientist, like the lab coat guy. Right, he finally yeah. comes back. Why is this door open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kneels it's down the with the body. Down. You don't want to kneel down over a body in a science lab, right? Nah, there comes the uh, slug through the mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you, I, and then I you found that yeah. interesting because uh, there's there's something that. There's deeper, I guess, with the movie when it comes to how it's in, it comes, it goes in your mouth mm-hmm. and it kind of, it can't go, you can't release it without anything that goes to the head. I s- they said something about it lays eggs in your brain. And then it incubates. Yeah, then it incubates until that's it's what Chris done with saying. you. Yeah. He kind of says that after JC. Yeah, he, on, on the tape recorder, he's tape talking recorder. about it. Like, it incubates in your mind even though you're dead. So you okay. feel like you're dead, but it's like in there. It was it was very interesting how how he explained it. Then we come upon um, Tom Atkins' character. Uh, was, I believe his name was Ray Cameron. And mm-hmm. so, yes. um, man, whoever wrote his material was great, you know. Yeah. Because like he answers the uh, uh, he answers the phone. He says like one of those one liners. Um, mm-hmm. Some on the lines of. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, thrill me. Yeah, yeah he says like me, thrill, thrill me, me, right? Well, thrill me says yeah. like catchphrase. Yeah, 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 that was like his catchphrase throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So he says like thrill me, and then he says something along the lines of, uh, uh, I think they ask him, "Are you a detective?" And he's uh-huh. like, oh, "No, I'm Bozo the Clown or something." <laughs> yeah. Or no, he says on the phone like, "Are you detective Detective Cameron? Cameron? Oh no, this is Bozo the Clown. Like, who do you think <laughs> this is?" Or then when he comes to the crime scene, like, yes. uh, "Detective, uh, like uh, Detective Cameron? No, I'm Bozo the, or I'm uh, um, Bullwinkle and uh, um, Bullwinkle and Moose." Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he has some like crazy one liners. Yeah, he's kind of a cranky right alcoholic detective guy. And you yeah. you see that they they reuse the line mm-hmm. from 
oh monster squad later yeah where he goes and says like yeah the body just don't go up and walk away yeah just walk away yes they use that same exact yes that same Anders and he says thrill me right what is this a homicide or a bad b movie yeah <laughs> Wait, he sees like a lab and everything, yes. and like it looks like this guy worked too hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I noticed was, was like, like he would smoke and just throw the cigarettes on the crime scene, yeah. and I'm like, because <laughs> he like he's told like two bodies are at the crime scene, so he yeah. says, uh, um, so he's like, you know, suppose Rip Van Winkle is the other body. Yes. The other body isn't here. The other cop says, and he's like, what does he have a date? Is that why he's not here? <laughs> Oh man, it's material. Mm-hmm. And then you see the night janitor saying, you know, running like banshees, screaming banshees. Chris and JC are they run back home. And they start yeah, talking shit to it. Yeah, back yeah. to the dorm oh, and start yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. They have this weird ass like back and forth and that was a, really kinda like homophobic slurs. Yeah, because like JC tell him I love you and stuff, right? And um <laughs> he's like He was like, Fuck you, we were, we, try to fuck me. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. I told you I, <laughs> Because it got to a good emotional bonding, but then before yeah, that before part, they were yeah, talking yeah, yeah. like weird shit. To each yeah, other. it and got then, really weird. And then they got cool, but he was mad at him. Like, yeah. dude, I've been trying, I've been trying to tell you all this yeah. logical shit to do. Yeah. You keep picking all this dumb shit to do. I, <laughs> yes. I go and follow you to yeah. go, and you know, yeah. whatever you say, I, I have your back. Uh-huh. And then you go and run off like a little bitch. Yes. Like, fuck you. Yes. And he's like, fuck you. I had a question. I was watching, rewatching this movie yeah. this morning. Yeah. And so, like, the scene where they have John inside the uh, the laboratory, right, with the mm-hmm. missing body, he's talking to, like, his uh, lead, lead uh, um, guy on the scene, like, this okay. the sergeant. So, basically, he tells him, are you going to straighten this out, or am I going to play pool patrol with your nightstick? What is pool patrol? Yeah, that's <laughs> a, I, I don't know. It was like, wait, he gets a nightstick wait, out and, like, wait, bends over as a sergeant or something. I, wait, what was the context of that? I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. That is so basically, <laughs> yeah. So basically, the, uh, the sergeant on, on, uh-huh. um, on the grounds, right? Yeah. He's, like, one of the first to arrive. Yeah. So he tells, you know, Cameron, there's, like, two bodies. Well, there's not two bodies. There's only one. Oh. And so the two guys are supposed to, like, interview the witnesses and find, locate the other body. Mm-hmm. They're in the bathroom. And so, like, they reali- and he realizes, uh, Cameron realizes that the sergeant's kind of effing up with, like, his... Yeah. Uh, investigation. Yeah, yeah, investigation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, it was the um, who's the person over the the uh, the um, the line that tells the cops where to go? The or dispatcher. Yeah, the, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, oh no, yeah, he blames yeah, it on the, the dispatcher. Yeah, I remember but that. Then he's like, Ray Cameron's mad at the sergeant, so he yeah. tells him this line. <coughs> I'm like, I, it's funny until I get the part where this says the the poop patrol. Cause I have no idea. What <laughs> I think it's because they're in the bathroom. Is that what what it? I mean, yeah, the other cops are in the bathroom. Both of them, like, okay. what, two guys are gonna be in the bathroom doing. Something, I think you know? I think it's I think it's one of those things where they just wanted to show that the cops were ineffective. That's why the body got away. Yeah. kind of a thing. They wanted to make it realistic. Then while yeah, then why you have Chris and JC in mm-hmm. the uh, dorm room? You have Johnny, the uh, uh, you know the body that went missing, mm-hmm. the corpsicle. Mm-hmm. He ends up going to the old sorority house where mm-hmm. his date Pam was, yeah. and that's when he come upon Cynthia again, mm-hmm. because that same room was where Pam was. So yeah. you see the uh, the zombified alien uh, ingested, yes, go up the fire escape, and it's really cool graphics or us. Uh, uh, CGI where you have well, the, practical uh, effects, yes. or effects where you have like yeah. the forehead, you see it's popping out, and yeah. you see like you made the slithers start, uh, like yeah. the uh, alien start, or the uh, slithers, or the uh, slugs start popping out, like all oh, great. And this guy's smiling while this is all mm-hmm. happening. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this is this will creep me out, man. It's at <laughs> night. I mean, this, this girl's terrified. Yeah. Oh, also, we forgot. Um, there's a scene where Ray Atkins gets introduced, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
his introduction is actually from like a, a dreamish kind of like flashback. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or when he comes upon like yeah, he the comes uh, escapee with yeah. the axe and he was holding a shotgun. Yeah, and it was but it when he when it turned around it was uh, like the corpse. Mm-hmm. It was like a like it looked like a monster. Oh yeah, he it was. was mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the real scene. It was yeah. like it was, so it was basically like a dream of him. Yeah, yeah he was seeing dreaming. the girl get killed. His yeah, yeah, he was dreaming. Then he got woken up by the call of the uh, yeah um, the, the, the robbery or mm-hmm. like the breaking into the medical facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to bring that up. That was a cool mm-hmm. scene. I like that. And then we were talking about how the next morning after the kids, you know, then you realize the kids were told to, or the, or the uh, Chris and JC were told to break into mm-hmm. and steal a corpse. Yeah. That's how we first know about it. You realize, why are they breaking into this, this right. facility? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then you realize how Brad is like the uh, mean, you know, jock or mean guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, trips JC with the, the crutches and mm-hmm. makes fun of him and stuff. And you're yeah. like, okay, he's playing, he's playing that role, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, that's when his, he basically loses his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cynthia kind of goes yeah. over to JC she, and she Chris. Does the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winding up the middle finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and starts talking to them. So that's how they kind of start their relationship. Uh, yes. Uh, bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking. <clears throat> then, then you realize that she, she she has a hard on for Chris or something like that, or because she has to go through the directory to find where their dorm room is. Yeah. She like she she knocks on their door, right? Mm-hmm. And he's all like doesn't know what to say. He's like uh 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 uh. Yeah yeah yeah. And then she starts talking and she says something like, and she says uh, um you want to go for a walk, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, won't you come in? I want to go for a walk. So they both go for a walk. Well, and all three of them. I yeah, think. all three of them, yeah, right? Yes. And then like JC says, I'm going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then and uh, so he goes to the bathroom, and then you know Good they get some man. alone alone time, right? Mm-hmm. And JC says something like, "Go get him, Tiger!" You know, talking to him and stuff, right? <laughs> and JC doesn't know it's the end of line for him, right? Yeah, in the bathroom scene. That's pretty unfortunate. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was rooting for. I was really rooting for him to live. Like, come on, he can do this. Yeah, but he burns the first. Uh, slug or slither, uh-huh. we want to call it, uh-huh. with the uh, the match. Yeah, that's where like, he he can get okay. out of here alive. So he was on the toilet, mm-hmm. reaching down with his hand. He mm-hmm. had a full crutch right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was going down to reach out with his hand and possibly get bitten by the by the slug. Yeah, with to try to get the 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 uh, match. Match. It was like a matchbook he dropped. He, I think he could have just did that a lot easier. I think that was one of the, you know, in, during times of fear, people act weird. Yeah. And that, that's going to be my plausible explanation for it. Because the whole time I'm like, no. Like his pants. I, I didn't know if he was going to yeah. get bit or not or yeah, whatever. Because his yeah. pants around the ankles, I'd rather just like, you know, zip up your pants and get out of here. <laughs> Why do you care for a matchbook, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I liked his, because that was another thing where he was being logical again, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, let me see what you could do to kill these things. Yeah. He was like, because something is not right here, uh-huh. and this is something that could po- yes. possibly save me. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that he does that, but he doesn't know it's multiple. I don't think he knows this a lot yet until he pops yeah, out. Yeah, until later. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he drop, when he see another one come, then he drops, and then he's crawling. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Our it boy, doesn't work out. yeah, our yeah. boy is lost. And he kind of <laughs> after yeah after this, he cut to the scene where um the uh, the body. Johnny or the frozen mm-hmm. corpsicle mm-hmm. ends up on the front step or is it is this the scene where he ends up on the front steps and oh maybe this was earlier but like this is where John Atkins kind of get introduced to the group mm-hmm. like Cynthia per se because mm-hmm. he sees the the body right in the front in the, the front the front steps and then you see him kind of relive the tragedy of like his uh youth or his high school sweetheart being killed right yeah and you realize like he's burying a body somewhere and then he realizes a little bit later on that it's under the mother's cottage. In the yeah, back. the house. Because he's looking cottage. back there, mm-hmm. and he's like, mm-hmm. and he sees the, the, the body without the head. It looks like doesn't it look like an axe did this? Yeah. And 
and his partner, I don't know his name, was like, don't worry about it. And this guy, it's been 27 years. He's, 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 uh, he's a ghost. But that, yeah, that, that scene where they p- pull the sheet back and you see the, the head mm-hmm. <laughs> just messed up. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's so but like gory. Before, before <laughs> like JC, you know, bites the dust, they kind of, they get interviewed by John Atkins. So that's how they first meet each other. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh what I thought was really funny is before they realize there's like alien infested, uh, uh, slugs that you can get, you know, uh, turning into like a zombie zombie state. Mm. So JC says, I'd rather have my brains infested by aliens from outer space rather than pledge a fraternity. Which yeah. is exactly what they <laughs> pledge a fraternity <laughs> and then he gets you yeah. know, his brains uh, uh, infested. I thought it was really funny. It was like foreshadowing. Yeah, it was going to happen the next scene. Yes. I believe this was like the next scene where in the bathroom scene was like the next scene. Mm-hmm. And Chris just blatantly admits Mm-hmm. Right then and there, no. Yeah, because yeah. then you also had the janitor. Oh, we did, we did do that. Yeah, the janitor <laughs> in that same room too, yeah. and he's like, he said you were, you know, running like screaming banshees. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was funny in that scene too was, um, uh, the uh, John Atkins, his uh, detective role, uh, Ray Cameron, mm-hmm. refers to JC and Chris as like a, a spanky and alfalfa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, <laughs> yes. throughout the whole scene. I don't think he calls Chris, Chris like throughout the rest of him. He doesn't call Chris Chris. He, yeah, calls, he calls him Spanky him, the entire yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, he calls him Spanky. He has like his own like name for him. And yes. even even when they when he goes to uh, to raise doorstep, when Chris goes to raise doorstep mm-hmm. to tell him that uh, JC is dead, he calls him he, Alpha. He calls him Alpha. He says Alpha yeah. is dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. And that was kind of a, like you admitted to the murder. <laughs> while call- hey, this is what I did, Spanky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that. I'm really glad you're doing this, but can we can we go now? Yeah. <laughs> like, so then, after you realize that, uh, uh, you know, you have the John Atkins and the, the JC and uh, mm-hmm. um, Chris. They go, you see them like, kind of form like a bond because you realize they're going to be like kind of together throughout the later portions of the movie. Yeah, you kind of see. Uh, Chris, you see him go back to the apartment of uh, uh, the detective, which yes. is uh, Ray. And so Ray tells his story yes. about the 50s and his, yes. his Pam girlfriend, right? Uh-huh. So he kind of creeps out Chris, yeah. right? With his, like, yeah. telling him about how he killed the, the yeah. escapee and stuff. Completely. It's like, he goes along and he says, tell me something, Spinky. Did you ever have a high school sweetheart? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Chris says, yeah. And, like, and then you have... Uh, Ray tells a story about his high school sweetheart, which was, you know, in the be- yeah, yeah like uh, axed into pieces. Mm-hmm. And so, it was, yeah, and then he says, uh, um, two weeks after I became a cop, you know, my girlfriend, you know, was killed, right? So he says, on his off hours, he was looking for the escapee, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris says, by yourself, no, I had my 12 gauge. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then, like, oh, th- and then he's like, that's not the best part. The best part's happened next, you know, after the killing. It says, you know, how he tracked the, the fugitive and came mm-hmm. upon him and shot him. That mm-hmm. was, like, the best part for him was killing mm-hmm. getting the vengeance. Yes. Getting back at the, uh, um, the escapee mental uh, patient for killing his, his high school sweetheart and, like, burying his body. And, like, and then uh, through this moment, Chris is like, should you be telling me yeah, this? Yeah. I don't think I want to know this, yes. you know? <laughs> but I think it's a good moment because Chris has spent most of the movie, like, crying about his relationship thing. And, like, for him to hear this story kind of, like, puts a – sort of a perspective on him yeah yeah like it helps him grow out of it so i think that yeah. was that was kind of a because that's the thing that i, I think that uh was, that uh fred like to put mm-hmm. in these uh movies yes is he likes to see uh the main character kind of 
go from being a little, you know, mm-hmm. kind of growing into being like a tough guy. Or yeah, yeah. Being a tough person see, in it. You see like a scene <coughs> of like realism. Mm-hmm. Like this is real life right here. Mm-hmm. Like because you see Chris as this 80s. Mm-hmm. college student where like you know you don't really worry about much right then yeah. you have john atkins role as like detective where like you know real life is you can be killed any day you know you have to kill suspects mm-hmm. you might have to kill them right mm-hmm. self-defense and like the nose grit and grind so kind of mm-hmm. chris his eyes are open right right mm-hmm. to this uh to this world right mm-hmm. and so like it kind of helps him later on in the, in the film yeah with relating to his his uh his best friend uh, roommate and uh, JC and kind of coping with that loss too. Mm-hmm. Like the realism of how uh, Tom had to deal with his loss of his his sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was uh, was kind of cool and realistic. And I liked it after he has this conversation. Uh, they jump to the scene where the the guy that was buried in oh like the, yeah. the meaty skeleton yeah. that. So yeah, the, yeah. the slugs get into the body of the yes because the, the they the end up going patient. underground mm-hmm. and they end up going into that skeleton. They end up going into like. I want a story girl's cats mm-hmm. that was buried. Yes. So yeah. you want to go ahead and tell with the Oh yeah, I mean uh so that you just see the axe just come from the floor. Yes. And, from you know, beneath the floor. Yeah, beneath the floor and and well old ladies pop. like watching yep. TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like some 50 sci-fi movie she's <laughs> yeah, watching. Yeah. Not paying any attention <laughs> to the noise of like the axe, you know, yeah. hitting wood and, and you're just thinking <laughs> yep. like a yeah. cycle, you know something yes. happened, right? Yes. He's just back to what he normally does oh, cuz he was already killing people with axes. Yes. So <laughs> he chops yes. up she chops up that that house mother in pieces, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then and then and it kind of re- and you see uh Atkins who comes upon the scene and he kind of is reliving what happened to him 27 mm-hmm. years ago and having to go after this maniac mm-hmm. again. But this maniac is now a skeleton. Yeah. That, that scene was weird like that whole like paramedic guys like oh we if we had to do everybody we have multiple stretchers or whatever yeah, the, the, <laughs> you're that like, was funny. What? I, I forgot about that yeah because yeah, all the, the body part is all in different pieces because yeah. if we if, you know how many stretchers we would need for all these pieces if every piece was in one stretcher but you're kind of oh, like man. what is that it's one of those weird what is that guy's story like, <laughs> yeah he like, must have seen some shit man yeah I, apparently <laughs> so basically now you have like uh, uh, the detective going trying to find this skeleton mm-hmm. again, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they come upon him in like an alley. Mm-hmm. He turns around with the axe. Handgun's yeah. not working. You got a group of like 10 cops shooting with a handgun. Yeah, handgun's yeah. not going to work. He's like, I already killed you, you son of a bitch. He's yeah. basically admitting yeah. to the murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but he's the other cops dead, aren't yeah. coming too. Like, yeah. aren't realizing that. And, he, and only the shotgun will work. So a shotgun to yeah. the head. You see, Blast and he kind of realizes these slithers. The slugs, yeah. Slugs are like moving around. Moving like, around, yeah. In all directions. Like mm-hmm. a group of them, like what the heck's going on? And these other yeah. cops are seeing that. And then, um, then you see. Um, I think the next scene, I believe, is where um, Chris is kind of worried about his roommate JC because he hasn't come back yet. Mm-hmm. So he goes back that night because uh, he comes back from the. He, he takes uh, Cynthia to the sorority house. You know, yeah. she asks him, "You want to go with the formal with me?" Yeah. It's like me, really? What about Brad? Don't worry about Brad. He and me are history. Oh my god! He's all like, "Yippee!" <laughs> you know, to himself. Yes, you know? yes, like, yes. Cool, yes, I got yes. a date with the dream girl. Yes. So then he goes back to his his dorm, and he mm-hmm. that night and he he sees a tape recorder, and mm-hmm. you want to talk about the slugs and the. Well, JC I mean, said? I mean, JC really talks about how, how the slugs operate because he's he gets infected with this, and he talks about how the slugs go in through his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he feels like even though he's dying, he doesn't have a pulse rate. They're laying eggs into his brain. Right. And it, was, it was kind of a good, like, uh, you know, exposition scene. Yeah, then I, I, one of the cool things, parts, even though he was dead, was that he could walk. Yeah. Because he wasn't able to walk because he had the crutches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's one of those little things you don't. Re- yeah, that, that, like, that was a cool little detail. He's off. He's like leaving little uh, mm-hmm. um, crackers or like uh, crumbs for uh, Chris, Chris to find like, him. Yeah, to um, you know the one way you can kill him is with fire. You know, because mm-hmm. I use them lit a match. Yes. Talking about how they go into your brain, they kind of incubate kind of mm-hmm. thing, and then and then mm-hmm. they pop out. Once again, being yeah. the most logical person, <laughs> <laughs> even in death, even in he death, was just going and telling. Yeah, he ends up him. going down to the fr- like. I'm going to be down in the furnace, right? That's the only way he kill him with fire. <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna kill himself with yeah. the fire. Yes. Then you hear like almost sort of like screechy the thing aliens that sound mm-hmm. like you know like this crazy sound like Man, what the hell is he transforming into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a good scene. But then like you kind of you see. Um, Chris going down to the furnace, right, or the uh, uh, about uh, the uh, um, the basement or wherever mm. it was, like the, and you see his friend, and he's like, he feels that loss, kind of like mm. how the detective feels a loss for yes. his uh, his uh, sweetheart. sweetheart. So he kind of he at that moment he, he's feels sad, but he kind of puts it on the back burner because he kind of mm. realizes it's time to man up because this whole kind of campus can be infected. Yeah, yeah. So the only person you rely on at this point was a detective. The mm-hmm. hard-nosed detective that he's been dealing with. Because they, they, now they have something to bond over. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like and they both know the situation at hand. Yeah, they both. The life and they death. They both know it's John real. has dealt yeah. with life and death. Because he's, he's seen it with, you know, the the uh, the mental patient. So I think that's that's right. That starts the scene where they go into the uh, the gun shop kind of a thing. Or the, what do we call it, the armory? Yeah, but right before that, he, he ends up going over to uh, John's house. Yeah. So John, after killing the skeleton, uh-huh. um escape oh yeah right? that, that's when he tells him the story wait is no, no 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 so right when he gets because he he, he wants to commit suicide the cop oh yeah, yeah, yeah he kind of okay, feels yeah. like yeah you know i've accomplished everything right mm-hmm. i can lay this to bed lay this to rest because i feel out peace because now this 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 killer is not gonna come back and you know in my you know come back and kill anymore mm-hmm. anyone any more people so he has the oven open mm-hmm. he has the gas on <laughs> he has a, a, yeah. a lighter you mm-hmm. know you know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. he, and so he gets a knock on the door, and he realizes, like, what the heck? It. Duct tape's around sealing the door. Yeah. And, and you he, realize he this guy is serious. duct tape off, and yeah. you're like, wait, what is he doing? And then you see the oven, and you're like, oh. So then Chris goes, hell, go, goes ahead and tells him the story about JC and mm. the slugs He's and like, Alfalfa's and, dead. And, yes. and, and, mm. and um, I forget what uh, John says, but he realizes, like, my job is never done, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And there's mm-hmm. more to do. Yes. So that's when they go ahead and try yes. to requisition the uh, the flamethrower. Flame I, I think before it, that, yeah. uh-huh. it's the encounter where Brad goes over to try to see uh, Cynthia, right? Oh, and, I think so. And, well, that, I, I believe, yeah, that, that, that scene is right before the flamethrower part, I believe. Yeah, right before. Okay. Because he's all drunk and he's, uh-huh. he's mad because she doesn't yeah. go to yeah, formal, she go, formal with yeah, him, Exactly. Right? And, and then, then he, he bumps into the dog. The dog, which was the um, the mother's, uh, the house mother's Oh, yeah, dog. yeah, the house mother's dog. And so mm-hmm. the house mother dog uh, lived, but and you kind of realize uh, that it was infected. infected. Yeah. And that's how uh, Brad gets infected. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the part yeah, where uh, uh, the dog shoots it out into his mouth. Yeah. And then yeah. right after that, it cuts to the part where the uh, um, they try to requisition the uh, the flamethrower. Yes. But that 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 cop who was behind those bars. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, yes, he's the same. He's the same gun store owner as in the the Terminator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, all he ever does in these movies apparently <laughs> is get his gun stealing from him and pointed at him because yeah. the Schwarzenegger points the gun at him. Wrong. And it's like yeah, no, or yeah, wrong, right? Because you you know he says you're gonna pay for this. No, or he says wrong or something. Blows <laughs> yeah, him away, yeah, yeah. right? He's like. The Uzi nine millimeter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the forty watt plasma rifle. Hey man, it's whatever you see. Yeah, here. whatever you see here. But he's always he's, like, he's always getting his gun yeah, stolen. Okay, I guess I get to close shop early today, right? And Carl's <laughs> working loads yeah. up the the shotgun, and so in the role of 
the cop that he plays, mm-hmm. he gets the going the gun pointed at him again by mm-hmm. Atkins. He goes, yes. he doesn't have the paperwork to get this flamethrower out. Like, because guys, Chris is telling him that the only way to really kill these effectively is, is like a flamethrower flame fire. Mm-hmm. And so he logically tries to get the flamethrower out. And, and he, he tells that whole story. He tells yeah. that whole story about the pilot light. He goes, if the pilot light ever goes out, you're in deep shit. And da 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 Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole thing. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to have to take this from you. For so you're kind of getting ready to that. Yes. That moment, that, that uh, suiting up montage, right? Yes. He had a flamethrower. He got yes. the shotgun. Yes. And right after that, you cut to the scene where these guys are ready to go to the formal, right? In the mm-hmm. bus. Yep. Oh, man, that's where you get all your zombies right there. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's funny because that mm-hmm. bus scene, right before they crash, yeah. his eyes just pop out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like cartoon So he's trying to swerve, miss the, uh, the, madam, the, uh, the house mother's dog. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. infected. And so she's yes. trying to stay in the way. He's like trying to swerve and miss mm-hmm. and... It's kind of like speed, you know, or the, yes. the bus up ends yes. or whatever, something like that. But I mean, the way they edited that, that was that was really well done. And the cutting into the, uh, I think they were at the, uh, not not the bus up end, but the train at the end. Mm-hmm. How the, the train up ends, kind of like mm-hmm. how the bus did. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, one dog is gonna affect what, over twenty guys. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, well, they way. might they might but have incubated. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying, right? There's yeah. like, a, like the whole bus is filled with nothing like guys, right? Yeah. yeah. But that, that, that dog's gonna go through everyone have like twenty slugs in its mouth and like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you kinda get to the part where like Chris and um uh, uh the detective end up going to Cynthia's, you know, that the sorority house, right? Yes. And that's when you see Brad as a zombie, right? Mm-hmm. Which, come on, Cynthia. How do you know, like, she doesn't even look at him, like, talking to him, <laughs> letting him down. Sorry, I can't go to the formal with you, right? Mm-hmm. He's like a zombie part. right there. Yes. Come on. He, he was the best zombie look to me. Uh, I, yeah. like, I like the way he The looked. dead eyes and yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. He looked crazy. He's not even looking, it. and, mm-hmm. like, Chris says, don't look it all the way, Cynthia. <laughs> he had, like, the flamethrower. And, and, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they shoot him in the head, then they, yes. they do the flamethrower. And then, and then he has that, like, 80s, like, great mo- uh, uh, moment where he says uh, sorry Brad and like don't take it personal <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what tripped me out is that like Cynthia is just sitting there like heartbroken I'm like yeah I thought y'all was done yeah I thought like, like you didn't like this loser <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean not like that but you know what I'm saying yes, <laughs> I mean maybe I mean. I'm harsh but I, did, I, I didn't get it I was like okay he was already infected yeah. like we gotta we gotta get it. she's not mm-hmm. real into him right because mm-hmm. she was talking to the uh, but it sounded like she was about to like him again yeah for some reason like their conversation they was having on that porch, it was like this. This doesn't have to be forever. Yeah, she, like kinda, she was saying stuff like she, that. Yeah, she was kind of emotionally in between. Yeah. You know, but then she kind of moved towards that in between. Yeah. After um the phone call that she had with Brad, or Brad tried to call her, and you don't want to basically say like "fuck you" to a girl because <laughs> you know, that's never gonna win her back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then like be, yeah. I don't should never dated a fucking psych major like you or something like that. He says, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's when you <laughs> that try to win a girl back. That's not what you want to say. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was a cold one. That was a cold one. Yes. So basically, she hangs up on him, and then he, you know, yeah. drinks and drinks and mm. comes upon the dog and becomes a zombie. And then mm. that's where the point where we have the part where we have Chris, you know, with a flamethrower to him. You know, that's like I'm, I was in that in that moment. I was like, yes, mm. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets what he deserves. <laughs> Yeah, and then so after that, that's where we start to see all of the the uh, guys from the bus. Yeah, actually. approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you have like uh, uh, they, they the detective warn the girls get inside, stay inside. Well, he goes, "Good news, girls." No, no, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. he says something along the lines of, "I got bad news and good news. <laughs> the good news is that your dates are here." And the girls are saying, what's the bad news? They're dead. <laughs> Such a funny line, man. Yes. So funny. And, like, and then like the girls want to go outside like, don't go out there. He's saying in that voice. Yeah. The, the detective was like, that's funny. He's like, it's like don't go out there. <laughs> it was, 
that is. Oh man, stay inside, lock the doors. It is oh, funny. Man. So, funny. so basically, you have you know Chris and his soon-to-be girlfriend, or I don't mm-hmm. want to call it what at this stage what they are, but like it's complicated. And then she's yeah. kind of in a, a like a in disbelief, right? Because yes. her boyfriend or former boyfriend is now like mm-hmm. jerky or like you know roasted right now jerky. with a flamethrower. Okay. <laughs> and so she's in disbelief, <laughs> and Chris comes upon her with a flamethrower and a shotgun in hand, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hands her the shotgun. Hold this. You'll feel better." <laughs> 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 well, you know, with something in your hand, you'll feel better. You know? Yes. Okay. And so basically they swap, right? So he holds a shotgun and he, she holds the flamethrower. So this is a great action sequence where you have him trying to shoot the head, right? Yes. So the slugs come out and uh-huh. she burns the slugs. And so this was a great minute clip of just them going at it, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And them getting locked in the tool shed. Like, yes. what are we in here? It's like the smallest room <laughs> of the place. <laughs> and like he uses the lawnmower on like the last yeah. uh, zombie right there. That was yeah. so head. ridiculous. <laughs> what is it? I really enjoy though the weird thing about wood sheds in the eighties. You guys just said it's mm-hmm. up, it's full of tools. Yes. So there's like this weird thing where like you're you you might be in trouble, you might not mm-hmm. get out, and you might yeah, be, but you can also probably escape. So it's know, it's a good gory way. Yeah, it's a good setup for yeah. for things. Yeah, because one of the scenes I really liked was when um. John was inside the sorority house. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the you know, I was talking about the cat who turned into like a zombie, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a zombified uh, mm-hmm. uh, corpse. It was because the, the, the cat was uh, um, kind of got out of the ground because it was, it was it was dug in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that lady who had the cat, she turned into like a zombified, right? Mm-hmm. A zombified person. And so she grabs John. And so he kind of stumbled to the floor. He's trying to get his, his handgun, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a revolver who has, like, probably six bullets. Like, great, you're trying to kill these zombies with, like, six bullets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, alien-infested zombies, right? And and so the director and how he panned the shot where he kind of circles um, the, the framing, how he circles John, and he kind of stays in front of John where yes. he's, like, circling, going circling and shooting each zombie in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see the aftermath of, like, all the dead... Uh, like a dead sorority girl and a dead uh, uh, guys in the suits, mm-hmm. you know, with like the brains kind of blood yes. everywhere. Yes, that was a great shot and how they director. It's ca- it kind of remind me of Scarface and how. Uh, who was that that directed that again? Uh, De Palma. Yeah. Yeah. How he like you know how he positioned the camera, kind of slow moving. Yeah. You know, pacing the room. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me a little bit of that, but that was a great, great scene. Yeah, there's right there. a, there's like, a lot of good shots in this great film. Shot. All right, so. I have a question because okay. we're going on to the next part. Okay. So after they shoot, they get all, all these um, slugs out, mm-hmm. they go into the basement. Correct. Yes. So in the basement, mm-hmm. was they, was that an attack to go in the basement? Because when you remember in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Cynthia and a girl talking to yeah. sorority thing, and she had like a whole all bunch of brains. brains. Yeah. yeah they, they were like, going to take it, it down to the boyfriend's like science project. project right? Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm holding him. He's storing him here. Mm. Like, why are you going to storm up here? Storm. And Cynthia's like storming the basement. Yeah. And yeah. then they're all in the basement, like jars and stuff. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. that they all gravitated to all those brains. I think they did gravitate to the brains. Yeah. To, to, so it's like a hunger kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. they went over to the. So they go to the brains and and um, Ray is already downstairs. Yes, and he's ready pouring, to, yeah. he's with duct tape around his mouth. Ready. <laughs> he's ready because you see, you see these like I don't know thousands of like slugs all slithered yeah. together. Yeah, kind of remind me of Slither and how all these people are, like forming into that main guy who 
was like you know the first infected with the uh, with the slug. Okay. They all kind of joined together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's kind of like how in the beginning or uh, uh, in this Night of the Creeps, uh-huh. they all kind of joined together. Okay. All the slugs were like kind of in unison. Yes. Yeah. Over the brain. I mean, these were like thousands itching. upon thousands. <laughs> yeah. If I saw something like that coming to me, man, I'm closing my eyes, man. I'm <laughs> I'm a goner. It's like a such a like make yeah. Your skin, so you skin crawl. <laughs> Yeah, because you see Chris and you see Cynthia telling everyone to get out because Chris realizes mm-hmm. there's a science, something science related is down in the basement. Mm-hmm. All great, you know, and something's gonna happen. It tells everyone to get out. They go down mm-hmm. there. They see uh, John with the uh, was it gas? He's got gas and he's pouring yeah. gas and he's mm-hmm. got the tape on his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ready to like make the whole thing go up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, he kind of gives him a twenty second. Yeah, you know, well he like, ta- well it was kind of weird because he takes the tape off his mouth like the whole way. He's like, you gotta get out of here, da da da. And then he just goes, 20, 19. And they all, like, yeah, so, oh, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Which, yeah. So you kind of realize at that moment mm-hmm. that. Uh, He's gonna kill us. Yeah, he wanted. Mm-hmm. He kind of wanted he to want- die, but mm-hmm. peacefully. Yes. But, he knew, but he knew that his job wasn't done. And that he knew that if he was yes. able to get rid of these slithers and slugs, yeah. he was at peace. He was, he was able. He, he accomplished yeah. what he wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And it's also. So he kind of sacrificed himself for yeah. Chris and mm-hmm. Cynthia because Chris. He was out of the, he had no, the flamethrower was out of juice. The pilot was mm-hmm, gone. Mm-hmm. So w- the shotgun was you know, empty. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing else to really use except for the gasoline. And when you blow up a house like that with the pipes mm-hmm. yeah. and the gas line and everything, yeah. completely, there's no way of getting out of that, you yeah, know, that explosion. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it, it says a lot about his character mm-hmm. and how basically since 1959, he has not been happy. Yeah. So he's been yeah. living life and just trying to make sure that this, that like, it's over. Yes. And it, he finally came to some type of peace, but he's been trying to take himself out because he has, he doesn't have anybody to love. He's, he seems has, like he's never been married. He, has he doesn't have any He has nothing to live for right yeah, now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I like, I like the, uh, so like Venice is the only thing he's holding on to grasping onto. Yes. It, it kind of, in anger, in, mm-hmm. a, in a very weird way, reminds me of, uh, like now how they did the Avengers. Okay. Where, <laughs> um, where Scarlett Johansson's character has to basically take herself out because she was the only one that didn't have didn't have anything. Yeah. Okay. It's like this sacrifice because everybody else has something, uh-huh. or I really don't. I'm I'm out. Like I I'd rather save the world. Okay. I, I mean, I also think it's kind of interesting. Like it was sort of the unseen part about revenge. Like he took revenge, he did up, but he still suffered from it. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't like uh, ac- it was like the unseen part of you know dealing with that kind of situation. Right, right. right. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah. Dope. Um, <coughs> so then, when the house blows up. Yeah, like right yes. before it blows up, like uh, you, you see Chris, he says, "Thrill me," right? Because uh, that's like the yeah, catchphrase yeah, of John Atkins, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And go ahead. What are you gonna say? Oh, I just, I just <laughs> thought that <laughs> Chris's character mm. had. No emotional connection towards Ray at all because yeah. he was just so like, okay, blow this shit up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, at that moment, it seemed like a movie moment, not like a realistic moment where he's like yeah. sad and feels like a loss. He's like, all oh, right, I get like to his. make out with Cynthia. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. they're like kissing. It's like this dude just saved us. You know, you, you know how we're we not talk? sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we're talking about how uh, John was gonna blow up the house, right? Yeah. I was going to say that this isn't like uh, um, he's not like Tom Hanks in uh, the Burbs, right? Where he blows up the house and he lives because, you know, this guy's going <laughs> to die. This is realistic. Yeah. You know, it's not like but a he movie does, movie. Yeah, yeah, but he just come out for a second. You're like, what? Yeah. And then, oh. yeah so yeah. after it blows up, you know, you, you have like the makeout session with Cynthia and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris, you know, they're, you know, probably that she night they're going to get it on. Nice right? tux. 
Yeah. She tells him nice tucks after a blow up. Like, I mean, that's like the, that's one of the worst lines you can say after <laughs> the end of the movie. Nice tucks. Like, okay, that's what you see right now. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's one of those subtle nuance things. You, you got you to you read, read into it. I, I, I could see, see, because you got to also put yourself in that time. Yes, yeah. you want to hear like things that you would say again uh-huh. when you watch the movie again. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe the nice tucks thing worked. Uh-huh. But like logically, <laughs> logically. it's just terrible. Like yeah. that's terrible to say. <laughs> yeah, because you knew like, at the end of that movie, you know they're gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna get it on that night. Yeah, I mean you guys seen Demolition Man, right? You know, like uh, Sandra Bullock's telling uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, like near death experiences mm-hmm. heightens your sexual oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. awareness and like all that stuff. Because, uh-huh. You know they're gonna get on, and at the end you see a fried mm-hmm. uh, John or Ray, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You see him and you. you you see him lay down and pops out these uh, uh, slugs and yeah. they end up going to the cemetery and then yeah. you see like the, the spaceship aliens, floating yeah. overhead. Which like, I heard that that wasn't in the original ending. That's what I heard that's too. That's supposed to be a DVD ending. That yeah. Later. So, I, I was thinking to myself, how can someone survive a blast like that? You know what I'm saying? A body? Well, he, well, those, well that means that there was a couple possessed. slugs that got into him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after he took duct tape off, right? Yeah. But how would they have the time to incubate like that? You know what I'm saying? In the brain? I you know what I'm getting to, right? They I know, I know what you're getting to. I know what you're getting to. But one slug turns into 10 but, or but something But you like also got to remember he did a countdown. So, and then when you look at the countdown. Yeah, his the, mouth it, is it, open while yeah. he's talking. But, but then it cuts. The cut down cuts away. Yeah. yeah so you like, don't know so what's you, happening. You don't even see what happens because right, right. ca- now Chris is counting down. Yeah. So it could have been while he's doing his countdown. He's right. choking on slugs or something. Yeah. I'm saying just usually a body. He's not gonna survive. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get you. Like I get you. Magnitude. I get you. Yeah, I agree. But but it's, you, it made for a good ending because then you and then you see him mm-hmm. drop to the ground and mm-hmm. his head opens up. The, the way it the ends, slugs go into the cemetery. Yeah, yes. all, like, all great. And all these all these like <laughs> yeah. dead skeletons ready to rise out of the grave, right? <laughs> Completely. So you're, like you get ready for like a part two, you know? Yes, yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, and then you see the aliens, and you know what that's about. Yeah. That's basically. Tying it back to the beginning. I was ready. I, I wanted to see like a part two where the aliens come out of the spaceship. Now it's just the aliens versus the slugs. Who's gonna win? <laughs> that could, you know, they have that. that there just seems to be some untapped potential. But you know there. what I'm saying? Yeah, right? yeah I get you. I get Chris you. Chris and Cynthia, they're, they're probably up, right? They're gonna be happily mm-hmm. ever after kind of thing. How they mm-hmm. ended, like you know, Disney style in that movie, right? Yes. And you have the aliens at the end. I thought it'd be like pretty cool after seeing this. That, hey, maybe they make a part two with like the aliens who were trying to stop the other alien from releasing. The, the slugs. Yeah. So, like, they're being the cemetery yes. trying to take out the, you know, the slugs. Yeah. Sort of going into detail about yeah. everything. So, I, um, let's go to how we feel about it. Um, like, what would you, would you recommend it or and anything like that? I think it's a special type of film that you recommend to certain type of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if you're a person who's looking for films, you're like, you're looking for rarities, you're looking for, that's what I would recommend. I don't know if it's a casual film I would recommend to people. Yeah. But I think if there's some people out there who go, I want to try something different, I want to try, that, that's that's who you go to. Right, right. That's that's what I believe. What's up, bro? Oh, yeah, I was going to say it was, I would probably recommend this to someone who wanted to watch this, maybe a zombie movie, mm-hmm. a sci-fi movie, um, this movie has some it has intelligence, right? So someone mm-hmm. who wanted something more than just you know sla- hack and slash, you know, someone who wanted like a a story. Yeah, a lot of these movies don't have a story. This yeah. had a story. It had like yes. different scenarios, you know, going from the fifties till now. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of coming together and like mm-hmm. how the, the different styles are meshing together. Yes. So this is it's not just your run of the mill hack and slash uh, zombie alien invasion kind of movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not so Groundhog Day 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> Groundhog Day Part 12, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the guy with the axe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it seems like, uh, like a smart movie, you know? Something that um, wasn't just put together real fast. And, mm-hmm. like, it just, you know, it's just one of those random movies in theaters. Yeah. And it seems something that it would stand, I, w- I guess it would stand the test of time when it comes to movies of the genre, mm-hmm. the sci-fi zombie kind of infested genre. And anyone who wants to watch a movie like that, then this is one you want to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, for me, uh, I would say to anybody that has similar movie tastes like me, stick through it because the beginning is kind of like shaky and rocky. Like it's a little rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of acting that seems like over the top, and choppy kind of. Yeah, but then when you see everything tie in, you're like, "Oh, this is written very well, mm-hmm. very good." Like I like it a lot, and I like, uh, I like that this kind of, I like that I watched it backwards, and then I got to when I do when you do re- research on movies like this, you m- like the movie even more. Yeah. Okay. Because there's pieces of the movie that you don't understand, or yes. that you have, that are deeper things that you find out. Like, uh, I think every character in this movie's last name is, is the name of a director, like a horror director's yeah. last name. Yeah. Like, like Corman like, and yeah, little things like that. Or just uh, little pieces of the storyline that you didn't notice are things mm-hmm. that like he would do Easter egg things like mm-hmm. uh, when um when JC's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. he falls down and you see the graffiti on there. It's like an actual thing that says go monster squad and this comes out this comes out before monster squad so this is letting you know i have to to go back and look at this now i didn't notice that okay and so it's like uh it's like this weird thing where he's he's making this world they're supposed to tie in together wow so i thought that was interesting because i didn't know why you guys said these two movies (laughs) and i found out that there was the same director and now it's all tiny i'm like oh this is and he i like i like now that when I look at it, it's like it's just like how I felt when we were talking about watching Reservoir Dogs uh-huh. to go into Pulp Fiction. Like yes. you could see his first movie is really, really great mm-hmm. and then a budget change happens yes. and, and there's like a different shift in like yeah. how he's writing. Cause there's a Monster Squad yeah. is probably yeah. his masterpiece to yeah. me. Yeah. But this is he had to make this to make that. Yeah, definitely. So I I I like this movie a lot. Just stick in there. I say the first thirty minutes, kind of, uh, and then it just, and then you appreciate the first thirty minutes after. Mm-hmm. So now I really like the first thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. First watch is like mm. one word, man. Flamethrower. Flame <laughs> Come on, man. You got <laughs> flamethrower in this movie. Yeah. I gotta say, it's one word. Flamethrower. Yes. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to mention. I forgot. Okay. Uh, in this movie, uh, you know the lab tech. He, you know, he gets mm-hmm. infested. He's yes. actually in the uh, the morgue with the coroner. Yeah. Yes. He gets. He, uh, so he walks out. Without the corner realizing it, right? Uh-huh. Walks by a cop. The cop says, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Cop doesn't see a dead yeah. guy walking, right? <laughs> Who's naked. Right. And then he go ahead, he comes upon that you know, Asian janitor, right? Who yes. says, screaming out. by Benchies, you yes. know? And then and the, he's the, all the, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that, was just yes. a, that was a really funny scream uh-huh. that uh-huh. he made. <laughs> yeah. But, he's, yeah. but he, before he screamed and was taken, he was like screaming like Benchies and he's all like he's laughing become, and stuff. And, yes. he, a com- he and he's, he's at that corner, right? Mm-hmm. He's right at the corner of this room in uh, uh, the hallway. And so ne- comes around the corner is a lab coat technician, blood coming out of the mouth. Yeah. And he sees him like he's thinking of some of oh shit, right? And next mm-hmm. thing you know, he's like, ah! <laughs> 
And uh, just one more fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, this was awesome. He had bad luck. Um, Decker. Decker had Fred Decker had a lot of bad luck with the box office. So yeah. this movie flopped as well. I mm-hmm. don't know the numbers, mm-hmm. but I do know that this was a flop. They turned into a cult classic after mm-hmm. VHS. So VHS has really saved his career. Yes. As far as like mm-hmm. recouping money. Yes. And the things yeah. like, of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's amazing what you know certain things because mm-hmm. maybe that was just something that people like seeing in the house yeah that is true it, 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 that is some true things just feel better in the house yes. yeah directors don't get that many chances when their movies bomb in theaters you know yeah and you don't, yeah, you don't get crazy. that third chance or fourth mm-hmm. chance you know and then him doing what was that uh he ended up doing big things like robocop or something Didn't he, he did like robocop, robocop, robocop 3, 3. robocop yeah. 3 yeah he did robocop 3 it was like a made for tv movie which yes. i mean they they well, i mean they, they deemed that one as bad too i think the only part i liked about that was like the the was it the cyborg samurai people yeah, well, I mean, I think there, there was one of those things. There was multiple people, too many yeah. cooks in the kitchen. But um, yeah. So um, one one last thing. Yes. I was gonna, uh, reach upon. So Chris, who who was um, played by Jason Lively, mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was in one of Roland Emmerich's first movies. Which one was that? This was the I believe the year after. It was in eight. Uh, uh, no, this was actually in eighty eight. Okay. And uh, I'm not quite sure of the movie, but it has to do with a mansion, like a, a clock, and like a demons and kind of. Um, like so, I have to look into it. But Jason Lively, that's one of his last roles, like meeting roles, was in that movie. And so in that movie, Cynthia is also in it, right? Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Cynthia is the actress who yeah, plays yeah, Cynthia yeah, in that movie, yeah, too. So uh, it's one of those ones that I want to check out just because those two kind of work yeah. very well together. Okay. And yeah, Roland Emmerich was a, yeah. was a pretty, pretty good director. Mm-hmm. Well, any last thoughts there, Warren? Um, I mean, my thoughts, I mean, I really enjoyed this film. You can tell it's, it's a, he wanted to make a debut film, and I think a lot of people... The one thing you can take away from this is try not to force everything in your first movie because mm-hmm. I think that's what happened and that's why you know that first 30 minutes is the way it is. But I think as a debut, it is pretty good. You know, It is a cult classic. You know, Sometimes you have to figure out what is the most important thing because it's not necessarily box office. It's not necessarily whatever, but he made two films that really have an impact on people. One of the things, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. One of the things I can say about his movie, his movies, mm-hmm. they're not long movies. They don't drag on forever and ever. Yeah. He, they cu- he cuts to the point, you know, gets yes. everything said that needs to be said within like an hour yes, and a half. Yes, and the pacing right? is very fast. Very great pacing. Yeah. Well, you can start, sorry about that one. No, 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 I was just saying, like, you can check like 20 minutes into it. You're like, wow, this movie is going. And yeah. it's such an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. He, I think he really is a great director. Just, you know, he had some bad luck. But I think, you know, in terms of if people like 80s movies, if people like horror films, I think he really, he checks off all the boxes. He's a director that made what, he made the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. Like, he actually went and created these movies that he Mm -hmm. wanted to make. And Mm -hmm. now he's like a god, like he's a cult classic god Mm -hmm. in this genre. Mm -hmm. There's people that are, I think it's a lot more young minds that are going to go out and Mm -hmm. try to do things like this. Yes. Because this, I didn't. I had no clue about this, thing, <laughs> but now I'm so interested in okay. like seeing more of this yeah. type of genre. Okay, you know, I yeah. I always thought like Jordan Peele was kind of being super original with uh-huh. being, like blending comedy with horror, uh-huh. but like this is like interesting, really, really there. Like okay. those are like the two genres, like for real, for real. Yeah, like yeah, like, like in a very exaggerated way, uh-huh. where Jordan does it in a real realistic way. Yes, so I like both of those styles. Okay, but I never, I never really. It's always been like Chucky, where it's like yeah, jokey, but like, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like completely like oh, this is a comedy. Oh, but this is like a slasher film. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel forced anyway. Yeah, because like, horror and comedy are like the two hard, hardest like genres to mix. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to pull it off correctly, yeah, that's it takes a lot of talent. Yeah, like it makes me laugh, and then at the same time, I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> yes. Seen that kill? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was gonna say was uh, some directors don't get that chance to make the movie they want to make, mm-hmm. uh, uh, unless that movie that they make before was like a blockbuster, and then they get mm-hmm. that room, yes. that that, uh, um, that leash to make the yes. movie they want to make. But Fred Decker felt like he was able to make the movie he wanted to make. Yes. And he was free. He was free to make it. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like you know being hounded by the. Uh, uh, the movie, uh, uh, the budget, or like mm-hmm. or the I'm trying to say it was the uh, the the company that was in charge, yeah. you know, like the mm-hmm. like a Paramount's, you know, like those. You yeah. know, tell them I want you to make this movie like this, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It don't feel Hans like hands on. Exactly. He didn't mm-hmm. seem hands on. He was able to make what he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. Shout out to him. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we really enjoyed the the Fred De- Decker ones. So um, this episode, uh, we're we're going to go wrap this up. But uh, for our next one, we're going to cover us and Eyes Wide Shut. So that is something definitely we want to go uh, with. So this is has been uh, really good. You guys, any last words? All I can say is Night of the Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll, I'll just uh, in pl- blood. <laughs> I'll plug uh, right now. Until um, all the social media things are ran right, mm-hmm. uh, follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, that's on uh, Aaron X Kennedy. That's A A R O N K. I mean, oops, A A R O N X K E N N E D Y. That's on both Instagram and Twitter, and also you can follow me as Aaron Kennedy or Aaron Moore on Facebook. Um, and we'll start getting all of those links out for our uh, company and our podcast uh, stations. Yeah, we'll start doing that. Buck, you want to plug anything? Uh, not really, man. Okay. I mean, uh, right, uh, right. I mean, if I if this gets big, man, maybe I should, you know, because uh, I, just do I don't really yeah. go on Facebook much, Instagram much. I'm kind of like, a, uh, you know, like without Internet. You know, like some people, you know, like, man. These kids today, what are they doing on their Facebooks and yeah, Twitters and Instagrams yeah, yeah. and Snapchats? I don't know. I just sometimes I just go on to you know follow what other people do and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, if this if this takes off or if I have something cool to say, man, I will put it on uh, Instagram okay. or Facebook. That's so, totally fine. So basically, totally looking fine. for me is basically Buck John on Facebook, um, 200, 200 pound Thor on Instagram, or just my name, Buck John. You can find me that way. All right, very cool. We will uh, see you guys later. Bye bye.